Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the lost. Time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this electronic ecclesia, for the Cinchcast Broadcasting, for making things work electronically uh, pretty reliably now since they've uh, gotten that switch fixed or whatever it was that went bad. Um, we just thank you, Father. We praise you for, for everything that we're seeing happening around the world tonight and how they stitch together most supernaturally uh, to things that we have been following and tracking prophetically for, wow, it's quickly approaching, you know, solid 13 years. And um, and I just praise you, Lord, because I think we'd all be, and many of us are probably going a little bit stir crazy, watching, you know, when we look at, you know, at the things that are happening in the world today and we look forward, uh, you know, it, it boy, oh boy, this, it just, it's not just slow motion, Father, it's torturous slow motion. Let's try that. But we praise you for the burden. We thank you, Father God, for the challenge, the thorns in the flesh, the period of time that we need to, you know, refine and become refined by the refiner's fire. We thank you, Father God, for those who are still maybe a couple of exits behind trying to catch up. We know that there may be a little bit of chastening involved for them, or maybe not. Maybe they're going to move into the refiner's fire um, uh, phase of their sanctification. But nevertheless, Father, we praise you because, you know, we're seeing all the things fall together. They may be falling together and incredibly so, so slow that they look like they're almost backing up sometimes to us, Father. And it can be a little bit frustrating, but you've said so. You've very kindly and mercifully said so through your servants to prophets over many years. Um, I, you know, I could sit here and just read one after the other if I took the time to hunt them all down uh, regarding how, um, you know, that, that that we are, you know, very weary uh, that you're that, you know, the, the, the believers that have been on top of things that have been watching these things unfold that have been looking for you uh, 
fervently now for well over a decade. Um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, we are weary. We're very weary. We we thought we'd be gone a long time ago, and we praise you, Father, for acknowledging that, for speaking it through your servants to prophets, so that we're able to understand it. You understand our plight, but at the same time, we also recognize that we are to occupy. We you know, be about our business, be about our Father's business. Uh, we have extra time now. Uh, that's merciful on your part to um, work on our walk with you and draw in closer Lord Jesus to you and everything that we do think or say and absolutely fall totally in love with you and to reside in the secret place of the most high and spend more time in prayer for the lost and do good things just as we've been commissioned to do praise God and we thank you father for that as we're watching as we're keeping our eyes on the things that are moving forward uh, and praising you all the way because the opportunity that you have laid before each of us right now is can't it can't be quantified and we give you all the praise honor and glory forever and ever father lord jesus we praise you you are our hero you are the wing wind beneath our wings and we cannot wait to stand before you we pray father together in jesus name in accordance with matthew 18 verse 19 whenever two or more are gathered together on earth uh, if we agree together that it will be given to us by our Father, and we pray, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, please count us worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon this earth, that are on their on their way. We see them heading our way. It's happening all around us. To escape all those things and stand before you, the Son of Man, and the only place that can be is at the wedding supper. And we've heard many prophecies uh, about the wedding supper table being set. Uh, we're very excited about that. I can tell you for those of us who do low-carb dieting, we're really excited about it. And uh, we, we simply cannot wait. And, it, it you know, we can't wait. And we can't put it into words either. Thank you. Thank you very, very, very much. And keep on helping us, please. Pour out a spirit of trust and peace into each of our hearts and help us to be strong. We thank you for your divine protection around our jobs and around our daily lives. Keeping a roof over our head as we continue to carry and watch. And we give you all the praise and glory and honor forever and ever. Amen.
praise God. Thank you, Jesus. My doggone Dagnabbit VU meter keeps on stopping working. Oh, well, at least uh, at least, I'm, at least I'm not blue screening at the moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Anyway, so as usual, we have um, too much information, TMI. You know, if I could muster up the strength, I might, I, I might have to add another show to the week. I'm thinking about it, but I don't know. I got to figure it out because it's hard. Because you know, I don't want to do back to back every single night because it's, it's grueling. It's really, it'll just put you, put you, it'll put you out. You'll, um, it's a lot more work, you know. But I'm not going to talk about any of that. I don't want to get lost in that that circle, that web of uh, stuff. But I do want to. Uh, apologize for traumatizing everybody on the last show. When I did a Freudian slip and said the words 2050. So uh, to those of you out there that uh, it jarred uh, and caused a moment of, uh, you know, a severe trauma, uh, in one case, I had somebody email me and say, you had woken me up. Uh, I literally sprung to life and woke up at that moment that you said that. Uh, he was so traumatized. Now, of course, uh, I, I, you know, in his case, I'm very, very happy that I was able to, uh, you know, wake him up, uh, even though it was through an act of uh, Freudian trauma. Uh, but anyway, yes, I I uh, I. I, I Got a lot of communications. We'll just leave it at that uh, regarding my Freudian slip about 2050. I just knew. I thought I corrected it. Um, but when you're moving real fast um, through, uh, you know, the program and the contents of the program, et cetera, um, it, it, it's hard. Hold on. It's hard, you know, to, to uh, keep yourself on track. You're looking, you know, kind of like while you're talking about one thing, you're moving your, you know, your show notes to the next thing. And you're, you know, it's just, it's, it moves really, really fast. So anyway, praise God. So for anybody that I traumatized, unless I woke you up, then if I didn't wake you up, then I'm sorry for traumatizing you. If I did wake you up, then good for you. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, um, praise God. So um, we have a, again, remarkable amount of material to get out tonight. Now, um, I also wanted to have, or do want to have enough time, so i got to move quick. I do want to have enough time to be able to... Um, talk a little bit little bit little bit about where we are with the major prophecies. I mean there's a lot of lot of them, okay? A lot of them that talk about different events. Now, I will say this. <clears throat> there was a prophecy through brother Dan of God's Healer 7, I don't know, 7 years ago or something like that, and he had prophesied and it's in my personal opinion, my person, just my personal thing. I have always thought when I was listening to God, God's Healer Seven and Brother Dan and, and Barbara, I think they're both wonderful. Praise God. Uh, but Brother Dan, for whatever reason, has always touched me as being phenomenally accurate. Okay, I could, I knew I was hearing from the Lord through his through his prophetic word, and there was a prophecy that he had several years ago. Uh, whereby the Lord had spoken to him and said, you know, essentially to stop, put your Bibles away, stop trying to calculate when I'm going to come back, and watch the events. Now, I could pull it up on the on the radio show console for you and let you hear the whole thing if I wanted to, but I'm not. Um, but that's what the Lord said. And in my personal opinion, Brother Dan 
Nailed it. Okay, now, does that mean I'm down on somebody who wants to, you know, no. If you want to go out there and you know, try to do the generational thing and, you know, 1948 and, you know, and then all the different, uh, you know, establishment of Israel numbers and try to calculate out generations and, and uh, you know, uh, jubilee years and all that kind of stuff, all I can say is that in over over the last 13 years of doing this program with thousands of guests, many, many thousands of shows, we have had an untold number of people who are very anointed, love the Lord with all of their heart. Many of them serial authors have written many books. And, um, uh, well, the track record's really, really bad. In fact, 100% incorrect. 100% incorrect. So, um, you know, I formulated for what it's worth, and it's not worth a lot. Uh, it's just, you know, First Corinthians 8, 2, if anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet, as they ought to know. Okay? Um, but, and I recognize that. And I also realize that I have my best, well, they're, sometimes I think of them as my best friends, especially when I'm really hungry, the crows. <laughs> I got the crows right here in the crate, right beside me, and I'm ready to eat crow anytime I need to. So in regard to 2050... <laughs> Okay, so record is set straight. Uh, I apologize for any trauma. If you have to take special medications on account of that, I am really sorry. I wish I could. Um, I, I can tell you that uh, methylene blue, although I do not, I'm not telling you to go out and get yourself methylene blue, uh, but I've been, um, I so far am impressed and I've been looking into it a little bit myself, but it has a uh, incredible track record. And one of the track records it has is dealing with uh, things like depression and anxiety and post-trauma and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, but you'd have to do your own homework. I don't want to be everybody's doctor and say, hey, you need to go out and try this and you need to go out and try that. And Dr. Bo's blood pressure stuff works really good and golden seal root, you know, three times a day and all this kind of stuff and berberin, got to have berberin, you know. I don't want to do that. Um, I don't mind sharing, you know, the really unbelievable stuff like the fenbendazole and the ivermectin for clearing out parasites and curing cancer and things. That, that stuff is just amazing. Okay, you know, it's, it's one of those things that if you know that information and you don't feel led to share it with somebody who's dying, at least give them the option. Even if they blow back at you and say, no, 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 I, I love chemotherapy and radiation. It just feels all tingly and I, I feel great when I leave the, you know, the radiation booth or whatever. If that's what they want to do, that's okay. I know we don't want to take it personally, but you know, I recently had a friend that used to be a really good friend of mine here in Tampa, but has uh, re, uh, since moved up into the Carolinas a long, long time ago. Um, but I uh, heard that his wife, who I used to know really well and hang out with almost every weekend, um, his wife uh, had a serious cancer, serious case of deadly cancer. And I, I, I got in contact with him and I told him about the fenbendazole and stuff like, and uh, he said, nope, nope, she's not interested. She wants the radiation and the other stuff. So whatever. Okay. So there are people out there that they don't like alternative medicines. They don't like uh, herbal supplements. They don't like, you know, they don't believe that God has created ways for us to cure ourselves of things. Uh, and, uh, and they feel more uh, at home 
walking into a, a doctor's office and coming out with a fistful of strange pharmaceuticals that have like, you know, all of them have like, you know, the top 10 worst side effects. And, you know, one of them, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, if I had a dime for every time I went into a doctor's office and said, Doc, I'm not going to take this stuff anymore. It has, you know, the three top uh, side effects are this, this, and this, and I'm experiencing two of the three. You know, I had one doctor. Interestingly, his name was Dr. No. And I'm not joking. It was Dr. N.O. And when I told him I didn't want to take the, the BP meds that he had him on, I told him exactly why. I had gained all this weight. I was miserable and tired and exhausted. And I could barely walk up the stairs at home, let alone go up, you know, in the parking garage at work. And uh, and I went in and I said, listen, you know, th- th- this BP med isn't working out very well for me. Uh, I'm, I'm experiencing all these side effects that are right here on the, uh, you know, the website, uh, you know, da 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 and all that kind of stuff. And, he, and Dr. No said no. So I disappeared from Dr. No. And Dr. No never saw me again. Uh, but anyway, I've been working with uh, – anyway, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, so sorry for the 2050 trauma. I will try to do better. Sometimes I'm befuddled and frazzled and running way behind schedule and juggling a gazillion things. Um, I do want to say a special word of thanks to all of you out there who took the time to pray for me and regarding regarding my job uh, with that really, really big report that was, you know, t- potentially threatening, threatening my job. Uh, for those of you who have lifted me up to the Lord about that particular report, which was, I believe, something to the effect of about 150 total pages in length, um, we just had a meeting on Tuesday with the head cheese, the big guy. He's This guy's got fancy letters after his name, and he's like an officer the company, et cetera. It's a humongous company, just humongous. Many of you who are working in the workplace probably use their products without even realizing it. Now, all that being said, he did not have one request for change out of 150 pages. If that ain't a miracle, I don't know what is. So praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, came at, came at the, at the perfect time. So um, you know that that gives me an extra boost of trust in the in the trust wallet, if you will, in my walk with the Lord. I'm feeling pretty good about things. Um, uh, it's nothing's ever going to be perfect, uh, but I and, and I you know and I just praise God and and I want to thank every single one of you who took the time to lift me up in prayer. And I do on my knees pray for every single one of you. I pray for a tenfold anointing for every single one who even mentions me by name, and I pray for every single listener of this show fervently, many times in tears, asking the Lord to count every one of us worthy uh, to escape these things that are about to come to pass and stand before Jesus at the wedding supper. That's the only thing that matters to me. See, that's the thing that I don't, I'm not going to get into a rant about that because that'll just go on for 15 minutes, but I'm going to say this. When somebody says something like, well, I kind of feel like I should be here. Well, I've had this conversation with you all before, and I'm like, so what you're saying is you feel like Jesus wants you to be foolish, a foolish virgin, right? Because anybody who doesn't make at least the barley harvest and the wheat harvest is going to be automatically classified as a foolish virgin. Now, there's different dispositions of those who are cast into the Great Tribulation as part of the Tribulation Saints, and I'm not going to get into all that. But I don't want to be foolish. I don't want to, I won't, after all the stuff that we've gone through after our entire lives, the things that God has done for us, the miracles that have occurred in our lives, getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit, many of us, if you haven't, you should pursue it. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, but anyway, um, these, you know, you don't want to come this far along, suffer the things that, you know, we have all suffered. I don't want to say I'm the only one that's suffering. That's ridiculous. Okay. I've gone through some pretty supernatural, weird, creepy stuff that could go into a book and get tossed in the fiction section anytime. 
But I'm not going to say that I'm unique in the sense that my trauma or the things that I've gone through, my refiner's fire, is any more, oh, hard less hard to go through or more hard to go through than some of the stuff that other people are going through as well. I think that all of us, I think God has hand chosen the fiery trials that are to try us. Uh, and, uh, you know, and they're custom, they're catered to us. They're catered to our personality. They're catered to where we are, where do we live? How do we live? Um, what we're able to tolerate, what we're able to recover from. God doesn't want to throw you down a cliff. God doesn't, you know, he'll, he'll let you go through some dag nabbed, super duper, duper, duper hard times times that you don't think you can get through, but um, he knows already in advance that you will be able to get through it. He knows what the end result is going to be by virtue of you going through it. So to you, it might seem like the worst possible thing that could possibly happen. Uh, and when you're going through it, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is impossible. Um, but, when, but you know, it, it, God's bringing you to where he wants you to be, where he needs you to be. Okay. And why is that? Well, I don't live in tiny Ontario. Okay, I live in Tampa, Florida. You know, I don't, you know, we, we, we're all in different dynamics. We're all in different life dynamics. Some of us have, you know, spouses. That doesn't, it's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, that's probably one of the number one things that I get emails and communications from the listeners about is that, you know, my wife, my husband, they're abusive, they're either mentally abusive. You know, I, I don't, you know, um, anyway, so, uh, you know, or, or whatever. They're just in an impossible situation where, um you know, maybe maybe they're. This is a shout out to you, there, West Coast. Um, you know, maybe th their wife is, uh, you know, a uh, Moderna, uh, you know, uh, booster shot freak. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And then and then when when all that stuff is happening, you know, things get bumpy around the house, and you know, and more challenging, and more challenging, and more challenging, and more challenging, and, and it's just like you feel like there's no end in sight. So, and that's just one example. I mean, there there's so many listeners i'm here to tell you if you're you're in a crummy place you know in your walk if you have a husband or whatever um uh, that uh you know uh has done you wrong we'll just say um done really bad things left you whatever tried to sue you tried to take your kids away whatever the case is um uh or worse um then i'm sorry I'm sorry that you're going through that because i know exactly how those kinds of things feel and i wouldn't want i wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy no way no way. No way. As a matter of fact, I, I'm, you know, every time I start to feel sorry for myself about the Lord deciding that I have to be single during this stint of radio show stuff, that was part of the prophecy in 1972. It has been a true prophecy, just like Obama being the Antichrist. And, um, and uh, you know, I... I have to accept that, you know, and that's just how it is. And I can go and feel sorry for myself and blah, 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 and boo-hoo-hoo and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? What's better to do is to accept it, to get to a place. It doesn't mean that you like it. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm saying that whatever situation that you're in, pray your eyes out. Continue to use spiritual warfare tactics to come against the, the spirit of Jezebel or, or the spirit of narcissism in that person. Cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ and declare a holy fire around them on all sides so that those demons of darkness can't reenter them. And then call down a spirit of peace upon their hearts. Ask the Lord to fill them with dreams and visions in the middle of the night. Touch them, Father, in the name of Jesus. And you know what? You're going to have to stay at it. And the reason is because 
because you're praying for a third party. And when you're praying for a third party and that third party isn't participating with you, guess what? You got yourself a real mess on your hands. That means you're going to have to keep going at them and at them and at them and at them and at them in the hopes of a breakthrough. And you might not get that breakthrough, but you keep doing it. Anyway, praise God. All right, so I want to keep my, my eyes on the time. We have so many things, again, that I wanted to cover. I wanted to go ahead and, uh, you know, send out that, um, you know, that to let everybody know about, uh, you know, the uh, Freudian slip on the 2050. I mean 2025. Okay, I always will mean, so I don't care what date I ever say. You know, no matter what, no matter how much I've lost it, no matter how much, uh, you know, the, the ketones are, you know, I'm doing my super keto diet right now, <clears throat> which basically allows me to have a whole lot of nothing. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and um, you know, and I, I, I you know, I, I'm just going to, you know, you know, there are side effects and stuff like that. And, um, you know, sometimes I go through periods of exhaustion or whatever the case is, because I'm trying, you got to wait for your body to catch up with what you're doing. That's the problem. Okay. And, you know, and, and if you make adjustments and you're doing a 16 by eight fast along with it, yeah, you're going to be going through a whole handful of different body adjustments. And as your body's making those adjustments, it is not a pleasant experience. I'm just going to let you know. I'm not going to sit here and give you graphic details of all the things you might have to deal with, but I will let you know that, yeah, it can be a real pain, okay? And you got to really watch your stuff when you do the kind of work that I do because if you're doing like Zoom, Zoom meetings with clients and interviews and live and all that kind of stuff, you can't be like uh, dealing with, you know, stuff. All right, so anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So on that note, um, now that I have, uh, you know, let you know uh, that uh, about the Freudian slip, uh, it will always be 2025. We got, I, I can't even, you know, I wish I could pull together all the things, all the things. We have um, Ken Johnson. I got, uh, I was talking to Chamil over in uh, Belgium, and he was telling me that he was listening to a, a Ken Johnson. We've had Ken on, on the radio show. And um, uh, I like him. I think he's great. And um, he was talking about the Jubilee year starting in 25th, uh, 2025. See, I almost did it again. Um, and um, 2025, which, by the way, aligns with the stuff that Alice Bailey of Lucis Trust, you know, that uh, uh, Dr. Walter Veith was talking about. Middle of 2025 for the re ultimately the revealing of the elites, e.g. the Antichrist, right? That would be part of it, wouldn't it? Sure seems that way. So anyway, um, and that's not all of it either. There's a lot of other things that point to 2025, a lot of them. Now, um, oh, gosh, I mean, so I can get lost in this maze of possibilities, but I'm, that's where my heart is at right now. Now, are you, are you curious if I will be bummed out if – we're still here in the fall of 2025 and, you know, watching things go by in an almost like surreal science fiction-like kaleidoscope, bad Star Trek episode, super slow motion, you know, holy moly uh, kind of thing. You know, yeah, I'm going to think that that just sucks balut. And if you don't know what a balut is, go ahead and look it up on the Internet. B-A-L-L-U-T, balut. Okay, all I can tell you is if you ever go and visit the Philippines and there's these little guys, these little these uh, young men, very young, you know, eight, eight years old, around eight, uh, carrying baskets, and they're walking through the streets and they're saying, Balut, Balut, don't buy it, don't eat it. Okay, now you can look up on the Internet what a Balut is, but 
You do suck balut. All right. So once you look it up, you'll wonder why anybody would want to suck on a balut. But that's what they do. All right, I'm not going to gross you out and send you to. Uh, I've, I've already, I've already caused and traumatized people over the, the the date Freudian's lip, so I will spare you, spare telling you what a balut actually is. Thank you, Jesus. I never bought a balut, and somebody had warned me about that before I did. Although I did fall for the sneaker polishing trick. The sneaker polishing trick when you're in Longapo City, the Philippines is as follows. You're walking along, it's a nice day, dirt road, all your friends are, you know, in in all the various restaurants and, and bars and things everywhere you look. And then a couple, usually a couple of little boys around eight years old will come up to you and say, uh, you know, uh, what are they, what did the guys, the little boys call us? I'm trying to remember what they called us. Um, Probably something like Joe or something like that. But anyway, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, you know, um, can we polish your sneakers? You know, and then you're thinking, you're thinking, you look down at your Nikes and they're, they're wide and they're looking pretty ratty. And, you, and you're like, you want to help them out, right? You want to help them out. So they, they hold up a little sign. It tells you how many pesos it is. And, of course, you know, you want to help them out, right? So you say, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So you so you you let them go ahead and they you know they team up and they go around your sneakers and they polish and polish and polish and polish and went and buff them down and everything like that. And then and you look down at your sneakers and they're like they look practically brand new. And then those tricky little kids, they stand up and say, you know, fifty pesos. And what they do is they flip the sign around. Okay, so on one side of the sign it says it's like a peso, and then on the other side of the sign it says it's like fifty. You're like going, wait a minute, that wasn't the agreed upon price. And then they make a big fuss in the middle of the streets and people start to yell at you, you know, because they're messing with you. And, um, you know, you just go ahead and pay the bigger price and feel like a dumb balut. <laughs> anyway, praise God. All right, kids, are, uh, are you guys ready? Yeah! All right. Kids, what's a hiker's favorite flavor of ice cream? A hiker. Rocky Road. <laughs> Hey, that's how I feel on the narrow path. I'm walking on a rocky road narrow path. Right, kids? It is. All right, kids. How did uh, how did the pirate call his mother? Are you ready? On his iPhone. <laughs> he called his mom on his iPhone. I. Okay, kids, what do you call twin dinosaurs? Parodactyls. <laughs> Parodactyls, that's pretty good, isn't it? Come on, three for three. All right, I'll take three for three. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's going to give you an anchor. I've done it a million times before. Not a million. I don't know how many times. I don't count. Uh, you know, I know that it takes 34 years to count to a billion. I have no idea. But it's a lot of times. Uh, as Hebrews 12, uh, they use the word innumerable. I like that word. And I have used it in innumerable number of times. All right. Praise God. And um, so um, please don't forget that Obama is the Antichrist. 
Okay. The reason why that is so tremendously important is while we're watching the things that are going on around the world around us and we're surrounded by unbelievers and friends and family and moms and dads and aunts and uncles and wives and husbands, and nobody believes a word that we say. And we're in um, you know, total frustration. We have zero fellowship. We're stuck in, you know, we're not just prisoners of Christ. We're in like a supermax, okay? And it's just, it's absolutely traumatizing. It is. And so anyway, um, but here's the thing. You can anchor yourself always by remembering that Obama is in fact the final, the one and only, the Mac Daddy Antichrist. We've had Carl Gallup's on this show multiple times, Pastor Carl Gallup's, and he used to go on a tour, you know, and to lots of radio shows and stuff and tell everybody about, uh, you know, how, um, you know, that the Bible tells us who it is and all that kind of stuff. When he was in uh, Berlin, he had basically said, I am citizen of the world and will soon be its leader on 7-26-2008. All right. And interestingly, in this one photograph, he's wearing a blue turban, which I find very, very interesting because when I was growing up as a kid, um, our our family um, Bible teacher, his name was David Ewa, um, told everybody, he told everybody that I, I was given a vision of the Antichrist by the Lord, and it, the man was wearing a blue turban. So I found that very interesting. But this is very important because, um, as my mom had prophesied when I was 10 years old in 1972, he is approximately your age and alive on the earth today. She also said that he was a mulatto man. So anyway, so um, of course, you know, it took me till well into the 2000s before it hit me. But it's beside the point. All right. So anyway, I wanted to get that out there because the guy can only live so long. And I don't think he's going to be like, you know, this is just me, but I don't think he's going to be like 98 years old and walking with a cane, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I think that we're really on the precipice, the the very edge of the Alice Bailey, Lucis Trust uh, thing. And if Ken Johnson's teaching about about the Jubilee year in, in 2025 is accurate, and don't even get me going. What about uh, Tom Horn's book? Okay. Again, it. Uh, what was the name of that? Um, Zeitgeist 2025, I believe it is. Uh, I, I have to look it up to verify it. Uh, hold on a second. Tom Horn, Zeitgeist 20. Okay, it's not. It's not queuing it up like it usually does. Yeah, Zeitgeist 2025. What about that? So we got Tom Horn's book. What does he? What does he do? He goes. He goes up to the wedding suburb. So he's like snacking. See this thing. Tom Horn is now walking around all the wedding supper tables, and he's snacking on our goodies. Okay? I, I just believe it. I don't know why. I just feel like impressed upon the spirit that Tom Horn is up there walking in between the tables, and he's snacking on all of our little goodies at our tables. That's what I think he's doing. Okay? But anyway, maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, so then he goes up to be in heaven, all right? And now he can't even, like, be around to see his book come true. That's just too suspicious for me. So anyway, this is a really big deal for us. Now, uh, before I get lost in that, I'm going to watch my time here. Um, let's see here. Double-checking my time, looking at everything. I know this is pretty long, but I want to play it, so I'm going to play it. There is a blonde lady. I might try to see to get, it, get her, see if I can get her to come on the radio show. Um, and I like her. Okay, I'm just going to say straight up, I like her. She, to me, she's funny. Uh, she is also one of the ones uh, that I played on when I was doing the, um, you know, aliens in the Miami Mall um, episode. 
Well, um, I was dorking around with my cell phone and stumbled across her again. Uh, and I listened to this video, and I thought, well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Now, here's the thing. She wasn't there, this lady, Colette was not there when my mother was talking to me in 1972 about who the Antichrist was, okay? She probably has no idea who Jonathan Kleck is and his prophecy about the Antichrist. You know what I'm saying? So when you put all the people that we've had on the radio show that were shown that Obama's the Antichrist, don't even get me going on God's Healer 7. They've said it so many times, they, you know, the blue in the face kind of thing. But I'm just going to go ahead and play this for you because it's a little bit long, but you know what? It's just... It's super cool. And we need to anchor ourselves in this fact because it is the one thing, more than anything else, the one thing that we have to grasp firmly a hold of to give us awesome joy and hope. We know that 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 we're leaving really soon. How soon? That's the only thing we don't know for sure. I'm shooting for 2025 right now, uh, the middle of 2025, give or take, but we don't really know. We don't really know. It could be Pentecost. It could be during the counting of the Omer. The counting of the Omer. What are Omers? Those are sheaves of barley. Get it? The Omer, Shavuot, it's a barley harvest. Maybe that's when it is. I don't know. So we're just going to have to wait. But anyway, I'm going to play this little ditty because you know what? I like it. It's funny, and I like the way that she delivers the message. Um, and it also um, demonstrates to the watcher slash listener of it that she really doesn't know about any of the historical things that I'm talking about. I, like I said, I don't think she's ever heard anybody else, probably has no idea who Carl Gallup is and all that other stuff, which makes her testimony all the more cool. Praise God. So more and more people of the Lord are waking up to this fact, which is great for us. Now, the one thing that she does go off on a little bit, which I'm not faulting her for, is she's real big on the seven, the last, you know, the seven year, Daniel 70th week, seven year, 3.5, 3.5 thing, you know, on the, the, the you know, the, the, the uh, whatever. Um, he will make a pact with many and, you know, a covenant with many and yada, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I am not a big fan of that. I've read those books. I studied it under Chuck Misler for years and years and years. I found a lot of flaws doing my own research. And right now, all I want to know is, uh, what's going on in the world? What are the events? How do they map back to the time? How close are we to going? Are we ready to go? And um, will we be counted worthy? Because really, that's the only thing we should be concerned about. That and not being counted worthy. If you have any other priorities in your life, then something isn't quite right. Because in the book of James, it says that he who is friends with the world is at enmity with God. And I don't know about you. I don't want to be at hatred with God. Now, all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and play this lady, and then we're going to move rapidly, if there is such a thing, through the rest of the stuff that I have, which is voluminous. All right, praise God. Here we go. Oh, I might even have it queued up over here. Yeah, I do. You asked for it, so let's go. Who is the Antichrist? One of the greatest mysteries, not only of the Bible, but really of our world since the beginning of time. Something that has stumped theologians, scholars, and even Nostradamus himself. Since the words were written in the book, the Bible, countless people over time have tried to figure this mystery out. The very same mystery we may have just solved today. I am just here to state the facts. Do with it what you will. But what if I were to tell you the name of the Antichrist may have been given to us already by none other than Jesus Christ himself and none other than this book right here. 
but first things first. TikTok, this video is purely for entertainment purposes only. All facts stated are strictly speculation. Oh, let's go. But before we get down to the nitty gritty of potentially the Antichrist actual name, we will first need to run through some of the attributes. The attributes of the Antichrist that the Bible says he, that's right, I said he, the Antichrist will be a man, the attributes that he will have. Oh, and FYI, yes, the Antichrist is in this world as we speak, alive and kicking, and many believe is just raring to go, ready to be ushered in, into power. So first check, check. He will be a man. Check. Second check, yes, he is very much alive. Second check, check. He will also be a political leader, either a current leader or previously a leader of a nation before. Check, check. How do we know this? Well, after the Daniel 9 seven-year peace treaty is signed, which many believe is happening as we speak at the SDG summit, the signing of this peace treaty will usher in the new world, one world government, where all nations come together as one. And of course, this global one world government, it will need a leader. And they're not exactly going to offer this position, the leader of the world, to anybody whose resume doesn't have previous experience of at least leading the nation themselves. It will have to be a previous or current president, dictator, czar, do they still have those, or king. You can't be a president of a book club or the regional manager of a Burger King. They're not going to give it to some Tom, Dick, or Harry. No, they're going to want a dictator for the one world government. So a man, check, with current or previous experience of leading a nation, check, check. Currently alive and kicking in the world, check, check, check. All right, don't shoot the messenger, but this next check is going to straight have you picking your jaw up off of the floor. As the next fact I'm about to drop about the Antichrist might not be something that a lot of people know. Hang on to your britches, bitches, because according to the Bible, the Antichrist, this man, will be gay. Daniel 11:37 explains this very clear. Neither shall he regard the gods of his fathers, nor the desire of women. I'll say what? Nor regard for any god, for he shall magnify himself above all. Uh, ego much? But yep, there you go. Pretty unrefutable facts. That was hard to say. <laughs> Irrefutable facts. Still hard to say. Anywho, so a man, check. On this earth already, check, check. A previous or current ruler or leader, check, check, check. And a homosexual with no want or desire for women, check, 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 check. And to be honest, by the time we get to the end of this video, that last fact might make a little bit more sense. It might actually make a lot more sense, as there have been a lot of truths revealed just lately about a certain person. Well, you'll see at the end. If you know, then you know. He will also obviously not be a Christian. Shocked face. <laughs> but he will also not be an atheist. I mean, if anybody knows God and Jesus are real, yeah, it's him. He will seek to be worshipped and exalt himself over God. But he will claim to be God incarnate, insisting on being worshipped by the masses. He will blaspheme God's name. He will display miraculous powers. And after the seven-year peace treaty is signed, the one that is prophesied in Daniel 9, he will be given full authority to reign. And that reign will last for 42 months, three and a half years, at which time he will break the peace treaty. He will have full control over the world's economy, ushering in the one world currency during his reign, which many believe and speculate will be the mark of the beast. Again, this is purely for entertainment purposes only. All these facts are purely speculation, TikTok. We're just having fun. With this one world currency, he will implement a mandatory means for things like payments. Recent news has been all a buzz about a chip in your hand. I believe Amazon Prime already has that as well. But under this, with the one world currency, if you do not have this, you will not be able to buy, sell, trade, or barter, just like it says in the Bible. The chip in the hand, the mark of the beast. 
causing those who take the chip, the mark of the beast, to worship the beast, pledging allegiance to the beast, taking the chip in the hand in order to buy, sell, or trade. Now remember, guys, if you take the mark of the beast, that's a big no-no. Just don't. He will desecrate God's temple. He will turn on Israel after 42 months. He will cause Earth's army to fight against God's saints and the angels. And then his final destination after all of this busy, busy stuff that he's been doing, he will be cast into the lake of fire. So now we kind of know about the Antichrist, his attributes, his timeline, and his plan. Let's get down to why you're still watching. The entire point of this video, the Antichrist's name given to us by Jesus himself. Who did Jesus tell us exactly in the Bible the Antichrist just might be? First things first, it is vital for you to understand one thing. Jesus speaks in parables through the scriptures. Parables are basically riddles, hints, and clues. You can't just read the words and simply leave it at that. Mm -mm. Oh, no. You must see beyond what is written on those pages. Through discernment of the Holy Spirit, you must have eyes to see and ears to hear. These parables are clues that must be deciphered. Knowing that Yeshua, Jesus, gave us all of the answers right there in that book, it is now up to us to decipher and figure them out. We are that generation that the Bible speaks of, the generation that shall not pass away until all of these prophecies are fulfilled. So who is the Antichrist? A man. A man, alive and well. A previous leader with homosexual tendencies. Come on, Auntie, just spill it. All right. Okay, let's go. In Luke 10, 18, Jesus said, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from the heavens. Now remember, Jesus speaks to us in riddles. And that beautiful Bible that you are reading in English has been translated from its original tongue. Jesus spoke in Aramaic, the oldest form of Hebrew. So when Jesus said he saw Satan falling like lightning from the heights of the heavens, know this. A simple Google search is about to rock your world, just like it rocked mine months and months ago. What is the Hebrew word for lightning? The Hebrew word for lightning? Barak. Spoiler alert, I bet you can guess what the Hebrew word is for great heights. Oh, yeah. High place or high places? Oh, yeah, that's right. Bama. Oh, it gets better because you know grammar and all. To link the two words, in Hebrew, they use wa, either a U or an O, as a conjunction. So if we were to translate into Hebrew, lightning from heaven or of the heights, and we were to read that verse as Jesus had in Aramaic, in Hebrew, where he said he saw Satan falling like lightning from great heights or from heaven, it would actually translate to this. And I saw Satan fall like Barack Obama, instead of lightning from the heights. I saw Satan fall like Barack Obama. Yeah. At least in my book, it does. Many things have come out about Barack Obama recently, many. One of which is his name is actually not Barack Obama, but his actual birth given name is Barry Sotero. Somewhere in his lifetime, Barry Sotero became Barack Hussein Obama. Hmm. And if this is true and his name really is Barry Sotero, then did he, a man, a former president, who there has now been recently great proof is in fact and has been a homosexual man, choose the name Barack Obama? perhaps already knowing what we are all just now discovering was the actual name that Yeshua told us would be the name of the Antichrist. Did he really choose to change his name and call himself Barack Obama, knowing the scripture translation of lightning and great heights describing the Antichrist was, in fact, Barack Obama? Did Barry Sotero, in fact, actually give himself the name of the Antichrist? It's not exactly the most common names. I mean, really, y'all, what are the odds of that? Yeah. Yeah. Did we just crack the code of who the Antichrist might be? 
again, I just give you the facts. Do with them what you will. Guys, Yeshua is coming back soon. Please repent. Turn from sin. Give your life fully to Christ. And I'm just going to have to leave you now with this. <laughs> There's a towel down there. You get the drift. My job. I want to thank Jesus Christ is God. I remember when that happened. <clears throat> Praise God. So anyway, she does a really good job on that. And uh, it's one of those things that I think is worth repeating a lot, a lot of times. It's really exciting. Also, don't forget, on Monday, January the 6th of 20, scan my eyes in closer. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. 2020, um, Glinda Linkus or Lomax uh, from Wings of Prophecy, Wings, um, uh, it, <clears throat> she uh, prophesied sorrow after sorrow. My children, life as you have known it in America is over. The winds of change have blown in, and with each breeze you will see more changes. You have entered deep into the time of sorrows, and sorrows will encompass your land. All right, so praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I just wanted to go ahead and share those two things to to establish an anchor for us that should be something that we can reflect back on, embrace in our hearts as we watch the things happening around us in ultra, ultra slow motion, as they are to most of us. Now, if you're seeing it in, in like regular speed or whatever the case is, and it's not bothering you and you're having a good old time, then you're rare. At least, in, in, you know, when, when I compare you to the people that I've had conversations with over the years, praise God. So a lot of us, um, we're hanging in there, we're hanging in there, but we've been on the edge of our seats for a very, 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 very long time. Praise Jesus. And on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Not normal. It's just wrong. Game over. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. First up, Donald Trump wins the New Hampshire primary. Um, big deal there, real big deal. Everybody's so. What makes it such a big deal? Other than it was is really. I'm going to get to the point. It was a landslide. It was so unbelievable of a landslide. So many people are attending these things. The, the roads are just filled up. It is the most. Un, I mean, I'm telling you that the the freakazoid reptilian beings that are you know the Klaus Schwabs of the world, these WEF creeps. Um, that you know, and there's a lot of people out there that believe sadly incorrectly so that we're going to be we're going to tumble down the new world order we're going to get rid of the wef we're going to put gates in jail and all that kind of stuff and i went through all of this stuff so many times folks and let me just tell you something it ain't going to happen i don't even have to bring on glenn beck to confirm that it's just not going to happen they look how many people have gotten thrown in jail over the uh, epstein list 
How many people even got reprimanded over that? How many people even remember the Epstein list at this point? What about the guys from the FBI that, that testified in front of Congress? Okay, what about – it? Just, the list goes on. What about the Twitter files? How come nobody's in jail over that? How come nobody's done anything? Nobody's done a thing. Nobody's done anything. Okay, now that I got that off my chest, we'll go to the next one. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Insane amounts of people are coming to South uh, Carolina to see Trump, and this is taking place as we speak. Okay, so let's go ahead and listen in on this activity here. Here we go. Praise God. Anyway, that sounds like a pretty big party, and it is. It is. Uh, he's drawn humongous crowds. He's going to have another uh, landslide event uh, in South Carolina. I think I believe it is. It's in the Carolinas. And um, uh, and then uh, he's going to go to New, New Hampshire. Well, according to Donald Trump, he says that he has already. Yeah, South Carolina is where they are, where they're at right now. And then the next one is going to be Nevada. And let's listen to what he says in regard to Nevada. Pull this up here real quick. I did hear Nikki say, and now it's off to South Carolina. Well, I love South Carolina. I, I love it. But, you know, she forgot one thing. She forgot one thing. Next week, it's Nevada. Next week, is Nevada. It's not South Carolina. We love South Carolina, but next week, it's Nevada. And I'm pleased to announce we just won Nevada. We just won 100%. All right. So how that works or how they know that in advance, I have no idea. I'm not really a follower of politics. I've known that the system's been rigged uh, for well, so long. It's, it's, it's incredible. So anyway, um, uh, but this is uh, this is this is especially interesting because um, we know that the shape-shifting reptilians, the Dracos, uh, the Hillarys, the Frazzle Drip people, the um, you know the, the, these horrible, horrible creatures from the Black Lagoon that are out there right now, that all ought to be um, you know I don't even want to think about it. I mean, they should be in a lake of fire now. But, you know, we're just going to have to wait. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I have this here. These are the Simpsons predictions for 2024. I'm going to hold those off and mark that and move it forward. Also, um, exposing fake news. I'm going to move that forward. That's really good, but I'm going to go ahead and hold that and move it forward. It's not that good, but it's okay. All right. Uh, the next one up, though, however, is... Chaos in the Red Sea is starting to bite into companies' profits. All right, now this is a big deal. We knew this was going to happen, but when you're already in hyperinflation, and you know what used to be a 32 ounce uh, jar of peanut butter that cost three dollars and fifty cents is now like probably about ten bucks, and you're lucky if it's twelve ounces. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. We are in super duper duper hyperinflation right now. Way. Way I don't care. People want to call it shrinkflation. Call it whatever you want to. Fine. But at the end of the day, we're in major hyperinflation. We we make the Weimar Republic before Nazi Germany became Nazi Germany look like, uh, you know, a bad payday. <laughs> okay? It's bad. All right. So anyway, Yahoo Finance announces uh, that their company's profits are getting slammed really bad because of the chaos that is occurring in the Red Sea. Um, and um, they're saying things like China weighs the stock market rescue package backed by $278 billion. India tops Hong Kong as the world's fourth largest stock market. Florida governor. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that they're saying here. But that one thing that's standing out from the Bloomberg report is that get ready. Just like we figured, 
the prices are going to be noticeably higher and it's going to be it'll hit the gas pumps it'll hit you know which again kind of supports the notion that it makes you wonder if we're, you know what's going to happen now i will say this i did cheat and watch a little bit of the simpsons predictions and they do say that donald trump makes he wins the presidency Okay, that's what they say. And I don't know about you, but the Simpsons have been a little bit more accurate than a whole lot of prophets that I followed over the last 13 years. So if they say he gets into the presidency, then I say that's probably highly likely. All right, now how long he stays in there, that's a whole different story. We don't know. Okay, is there going to be a black swan event that, you know, where they try to cancel everything out or whatever and, you know, no no election kind of thing? <clears throat> could that happen? Yes, it could. Okay, we just don't know what all is in store. And the other thing is our Heavenly Father doesn't want us to know. He wants us to be on the edge of our seats. He wants us to be on our knees every morning praising him. He wants us to be uh, talking to Jesus and uh, spending time in the secret place of the Most High. That is where God wants us. He won't give away these secrets to us. We can sit here and wonder until we're blue in the face, and that's not going to change anything. It's just the way it is. All right, praise God. So we just need to embrace it and keep on watching and making adjustments as is needed as we learn new things. Um, now, I don't know if you can find this out on the Internet, um, or I'm sorry, it's out on YouTube. Um, but if you if you want to go search on YouTube and see if you find it, I'll go ahead and look for you. So I'll go to YouTube.com and just see if I get lucky. Okay, a strange, strange cloud in the sky praying hands. <clears throat> Let's see if it comes up. Oh, well, I'll be darned if it didn't just come right up. So if you type what I just told you to type um, at YouTube.com in the little search field, a strange cloud in the sky, praying hands, take a look. Holy moly. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've had a lot of people send me pictures of clouds and say, don't you see it? Don't you see it, Johnny? Come on, look right there. It's, it's right in front of you. And I'm like, you know, I want to say yes, but I don't want to tell a fib either. Um, this is an amazing thing to see. I highly recommend it, if you haven't seen it already, to go and look. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, next one up. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So I tried to tell my one sister about this, and she's like, that's not going to happen. And I was like, okay, man, man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So <coughs> hit a brick wall on that one real quick. But I went ahead and sent her um, the World Net Daily version of this. Now, the people on Twitter, the people on a lot of social media outlets, et cetera, ha it's the talk of the town. I mean, it is the talk of the town. You've probably already heard about it. It's okay. Um, and I got some more information that maybe you didn't hear, and I think it makes it even more interesting. Now, we know that um, Bill Gates in approximately May of the year 2016, when Donald Trump was elected, came out and said that to the world that Donald Trump reminds him of JFK. We know that his wife dorked around with the um, Rose Garden, just like Jackie Onassis, which is interesting. We know that um, he uh, gave his first, uh, you know, national address or whatever, State of the Union, with Brett Baer and, was it McCollum, uh, sitting on chairs across from one another at the Lincoln Memorial. 
Uh, hmm, wow. So there's a, you know, it gets it keeps on getting more and more and more and more interesting. Um, you know, I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. I know that we have prophecies and uh, visions from people out there that have seen Donald Trump in 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 uh, in a casket, essentially. Um, I'm also aware that The Simpsons has an episode where he is in a casket as well. Um, however, right now, the talk of the town is uh, that this creepy entity, poopy pants, son of Soros, entity from the bowels of Sheol, um, his name is Alex Soros, which I, you know, don't even want to dignify, um, sent, he created an image and threw it all over the Internet. Um, on Twitter, now World Net Daily has it on their front page, etc. And it says, um, everybody's saying this is a direct violent threat uh, against Donald Trump and that this creep uh, tweeted <clears throat> a picture of a bullet hole in glass and someone holding out $47. However, I come to find – now, of course, that would be – the implication there would be an assassination shooting through glass uh, for, you know, President number 47. All right, which would – you know, it's, it's, it's a direct threat against Donald Trump, very, very clear. However, when you take a closer look at the $47, you come up with a surprise. You suddenly discover that they are not regular dollars, but in, these are actually silver certificates. Now, um, those are very, very, very hard to find. Okay, so um, that's significant. Turns out that uh, JFK, it's called, it's called the JFK, John F. Kennedy Assassina Assassination Theory. Jim Mars in his book Crossfire presented the theory that Kennedy was trying to rein in the power of the Federal Reserve and that forces opposed to such action might have played at least some part in the assassination. Mars alleges that the issuance of Executive Order 11110 was an effort by Kennedy to transfer power from the Federal Reserve Bank to the United States Department of the Treasury by replacing the Federal Reserve notes with silver certificates. Now then, that would mean that this reptilian, baby reptilian Soros, who will all have the enjoyment of watching get tossed in the lake of fire with Obama and everybody else, um, uh, the um, this entity what this was a very ultra deliberate thing uh and uh and it was linked directly on purpose of course to JFK which is interesting because that maps back to Bill Gates it maps back to McCollum and Brett Baer on you know on the and the Lincoln Memorial and the list just goes on and on and on and on and on and then you get the Simpsons saying that he's going to get elected uh, but then later they show him in a coffin and you know it just you know so it, it looks like it's pretty con con conclusive. Now, am I in favor of this? No, I'm not. Okay, but I but what I am in favor of is the fact that we are citizens of heaven, Philippians 3.20, and we are not friends with the earth. For those who are friends with the earth are at enmity with God. Okay, so all we think about is Jesus. All we think about is heaven. All we think about is Tom Horn taking our food from our marriage supper table. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Okay, but, you know, this is exciting. 
This stuff is exciting. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So we got uh, Trump is just raking it in everywhere he goes. He's It's a landslide thing. There's really no purpose in Nikki Haley other than just a point of frustration for Trump. Uh, and um, and I um, anyway, praise God for that. I wanted to get that out to you before we move on to the rest of the stuff. Okay. So anyway, this is Tucker Carlson, and he's doing a little short here on what he calls invasions and how invasions change or drive forward history. Invasions drive forward history. This is very significant, especially considering all the neat stuff that's going on down in Texas right now, which we're going to get to next. But first, Tucker Carlson. Here we go. The story of history is the story of invasions. One group of people moving into someone else's land and taking it. One nation ends, another begins. Invasions drive history. Few Americans understand this is happening to them right now. The United States of America is being invaded. For the love of God, this is a damn invasion. Who is allowing this? They invaded our privacy. I think it's an invasion of the country. In other words, it's ending. The country you grew up in no longer exists. Soon it will be unrecognizable. No one is fighting back. Few are even acknowledging it. And the people who lead us are letting it happen. Why are our leaders letting this happen? Well, to destroy the country and to change the demographics. Who lives here determines what the country is like. This country is changing faster than you may understand. Americans are being replaced. That's not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact. In August of 2023, illegal immigration outpaced American birds, a brand new population. Last year alone, over three million people came here illegally just over our southern border. The media won't tell you it's happening, but if you look around, you can see it, and you can see it most clearly in our cities, which are collapsing. We elect people to protect us. That's what politicians are paid to do. But they've done the opposite. They've sold us out and they've crushed what our ancestors built. Take a look at our cities. They're hellish and immigration is the reason. The city of Chicago was in tough shape even before Joe Biden opened the border. Now, parts of it are basically uninhabitable. Even the socialist mayor of Chicago says the city is breaking under the strain. Without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. It's the entire country that is now at stake. The Illinois- Chicago's politicians may complain about illegal immigration in public, but in private, they're paying for it with your money. They're spending more on illegal aliens than on their own citizens. They're doing this secretly. They're hiding it from the public. Our team uncovered a shadow terminal, for example, inside Chicago O'Hare Airport. Hundreds of migrants were being hidden there secretly. Our team pulled up with cameras rolling, and at first we didn't see much. The city erected a black tarp to hide what was going on. The motive was simple. They didn't want us to see it. And a third-party security group paid for with your tax dollars told us that was prohibited. We weren't allowed to see. What are you doing? I want to look inside. For what? For what? They weren't local or federal law enforcement, so we ignored them. They had no authority. They were rent-a-cops. Inside, our team found more than 100 beds on the floor. The smell was overpowering, repulsive. It was filthy. 
But it's not just airport terminals that have been given over to people who come here illegally from the poorest countries in the world without permission, criminally, and yet being supported in every detail of their lives by taxpayers. No, even police stations in Chicago have been turned into refugee camps. This is new video never seen before of what's actually happening inside Chicago's police stations. Keep in mind, the people who work in those police stations are paid to protect you, but that's not what they're doing. They're running refugee camps for illegal aliens. As our cameramen approach the Chicago police precinct in the city's downtown to see what was happening inside, you see people come out, illegal aliens, shooting in the middle finger and yelling. They didn't hide their hostility. Many other illegals have been pushed into poorer, predominantly black neighborhoods on the south side. We went there. We spoke to someone who has lived on the south side of Chicago virtually his entire life. He's enraged by how the city has fallen apart under its sanctuary city policy. Andre Smith, CEO of Chicago Against Violence. I don't know the count, but I know that the readiness, the language of sanctuary city, state, and county should have had a plan, but it led to a massive destruction. I have seen almost the worst of the worst in Chicago, but seeing this migrant crisis was the most devastating thing that I ever seen. You live in America, the place you grew up, the place you'd like to see your children grow up in much the way that you did. But that won't be possible because of the single greatest sellout in our history. Hundreds of years of America eliminated by an invasion that our leaders made possible. You should know that. All right. Well, anyway, for kind of sobering, um, but um, exactly what we knew was going to happen. Um, I had read uh, on the program the Albert Pike, um, you know, letter to Giuseppe Mazzini from 1871, and in that he had stated very, very clearly, and he talked to Lucifer, Lucifer he worshipped, he absolutely adored Lucifer, and he's also the author of the Book of Morals and Dogma, which is the Bible of the Masonic Lodge. He was the head of the Scottish Rite. And he says, Third World War uh, must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the um, agent tour of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. The war um, must be conducted in such a way that Islam uh, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. Uh, and so anyway, we see all of that going on. We've got the United States hanging on. Uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, uh, basically believing, you know, the church, churchianity in the United States, believing uh, that one verse of the Bible gets them off a hook for all of the bad behavior and everything else. Oh, you know, uh, if you bless Israel, I will bless you. So that's where everybody is. And, um, you know, I'm, I, you know, we don't have time to even go into talking about that kind of stuff. We know exactly what's going on. We know that they're doing this on purpose. We know that our Heavenly Father is allowing it. And there are a lot, a lot of people that are holding on to Donald Trump's uh, pants cuffs with all of their might. Okay, And we probably have members of our family out there that are part of that group that are believing that Donald Trump is going to reverse everything, that the entire United States is going to go absolutely back to normal. Never mind what Tucker Carlson just said. 
Never mind the millions that have been let into the country, and they're just laying around, pooping on the sidewalk, peeing in cops, um, all kinds of horrible things, raping. There was one man that was raping a woman right in the middle of the street. Live rape of a woman in the middle of the day in the street, and a police officer saw him, pulled out his, uh, his uh, hand, you know, his sidearm, and capped the guy about eight times. Um. You know, unfortunately, these are kinds of things that you have to when you're when you're probing around for news reports for the radio show you you run across. Um, some of them I wish I did not have to see, but you know, as you're doom scrolling and looking for re- relevant news, you're going to run across that kind of stuff. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. So somebody's got to do the dirty work. Looks like it's going to be me. All right, so and it has been for 13 years. So anyway, <laughs> yay! All right, so um, praise God. So the next one up is, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Operation Steadfast Defender is heavily in progress right now. Okay, and they're, uh, they're talking about NATO versus Russia during an exercise. Steadfast Defender 2024, NATO is planning to conduct a full blockade of the Kaliningrad region and, uh, and close to Russia's corridor of the Baltic Sea. NATO military personnel will make efforts to create a situation that they can portray as a preventative re- measure against Russia. Okay, and then they show, of course, uh, footage of the task forces and the carrier uh, groups heading in that direction to execute this particular, and no pun intended, uh, uh, drill. Okay, so do we know what's going to happen? No. Uh, Do we know that Putin's extremely brilliant and has ingeniously dodged every feeble attempt that the Antichrist has made to draw him into World War III? Yes, we do. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Eisenhower strike group, the USS Eisenhower strike group that they had sent back because they had not enough uh, sailors, they had not enough specialists, they had uh, mechanical failures on the ship, and they turned it around and sent it back. It left the Middle East. Guess what? They changed their mind. Now it's going back because of the Yemen problem. Okay, so again, uh, the update is the United States uh, USS Eisenhower Aircraft Carrier Strike Group is heading back to Yemen to to prepare to launch a constant airstrikes on missile sites all across the country of Yemen. And then, of course, this particular poster says, the war has begun. So whatever it is that tickles your fancy and makes you say the war has started. You know, um, I was talking to West Coast Walter. Uh, we were sharing notes back and forth. And I was like, you know, Hitler invaded Poland. I think it was in like 1934 after signing a treaty and saying that he wasn't going to do it. And then um, it wasn't until he didn't start, uh, re- uh, you know, entering into, he didn't do, take or do Austria or any of the other countries for, I think, like almost another three or four years later. So let's just hope that our situation here does not drag on that long. I truly, truly do not think it will. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. All right. Next one up. Deep state blackmail of the Supreme Court. Is it happening? Well, what I can tell you, don't know if it's true or not, but I can tell you right now that Alex Jones is out there letting everybody know on his website and on Twitter that it is his personal opinion that Amy Barrett, who let the entire world down with her siding with um, Biden on the, um, you know, the uh, border issue down in Texas, uh, he believes it's because she's compromised. And you know what? I think he's right. 
I really, truly think he's right. Um, what that means is she's gotten calls in the middle of the night from some creepy, you know, guy from Sicily or whatever, telling her that her children will be, you know, dissected into small pieces and sent to her in a box. Okay, and that'll change a person's mind pretty quick. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Gates-funded microchip tattoo is being developed, the Alliance for Human Research and Protection, advancing voluntary informed consent for medical intervention. Okay, and they're talking about the microchip technology resurrects tattoo identification for medical surveillance. And what's interesting, <clears throat> I've known it's going to be an electronic tattoo for like forever. I've told people this many times, but I also said it is going to be a mark. You are going to be able to see it. It is not going to be an RFID chip injected in between your finger and your thumb. You can't see that. That is not a mark. The Bible says the word mark, and it means what it says. Now, all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and re read for you a paragraph out of this big article talking about the Gates-funded microchip tattoo that they're right now in the process of fully developing. Okay, probably even in the test phase by now. It says, and I do quote, this is Catherine Wu reporting from the Smithsonian Magazine, and she says, the tattoo-esque tattoo technology described today in the journal Science Translational Medicine is still in the early stages of development. What does that mean? By the time this article came out, it's probably in advanced stages of testing right now. And it goes on. And hasn't yet been tested in humans, she maintains. Now, again, I don't know when this article was written, so we could be way past that point right now, just so you know. Make a note. All right. But anyway, she says, but the team's experiments in rats suggest that these medical – now, please listen closely to what I'm saying. Details are important. Details are really, 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 really important. Okay. So she says, but the team's experiments in rats suggest that these medical marks, M-A-R-K-S, marks, are both safe and long-lasting and can be administered alongside of vaccines without compromising efficacy. Wu goes on to report that, quote, though somewhat comparable to tattoos, the marks are delivered by a microneedle patch, 4x4 grid of tiny 1.5 millimeter long spikes made up of nanoparticles that are undetectable in visible light but glow when you put them under infrared. The marks. The marks. Hopefully you caught on there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Texas National Guard defies SCOTUS. So anyway, um, we've been re we reported about the the stuff going on down in Texas, you know, to block out, um, you know, the uh, the migrant infestation uh, in Shelby Park and <clears throat> Eagle Pass, um, and then uh, Gre Greg Abbott, uh, the 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 governor, sent in his uh, you know National Guard. The National Guard uh, uh, assignments that belong to the governors of each individual state. Okay, and then um, uh, he had his National Guard push away the Border Patrol. He said, get lost. So they turned them away and pushed them out, and they couldn't go in and do anything. In the meantime, the uh, National Guard of Texas was instructed to set up circumtine wire and other barriers to block all incursions coming into Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, Texas. All right, well, then, you know, poopy pants, depends wearing 
cocaine-sniffing, walk-around on the West Wing, crapping himself in the middle of the night, Biden, which I don't think is even Biden. I don't know what kind of an entity it is. Um, it wears a mask. It's some kind of a strange creature from the Black Oakland. Who knows? It, it's not, one of his relatives uh, came out and said that he died a long time ago, and it's not, it's not who we think it is. But they keep on propping up new people. You know, like, like every time somebody, die, somebody dies, they put up a fake version of it. Okay, they've done it just recently with Lloyd Austin. It's Lloyd Austin's dead. Okay, they now they have a fake Lloyd Austin, and they all and you know what? Everybody's you know I'm I'm ashamed honestly to be associated with Americans. I I have had a problem with that for a long time. I've had people say the snippety things that they say. You know, well if you don't like an American, why don't you move out? Well I'll tell you what, if you foot the bill for me, I'll leave right now. No problem. Thank you, Jesus. And I know exactly where I'm going to go. But anyway, um, all that being said, so Biden, theoretical Biden, goes and he gets with, you know, whoever, uh, the Supreme Court, Supreme Court rules, uh, Barrett turns on the country uh, for whatever, and all that kind of stuff. Well, what's interesting, though, is when the SCOTUS made the declaration that, um, you know, that the Border Patrol needs to be let in and they got to stop doing the razor wire, they can cut it. <clears throat> um, Greg Abbott said baloney. So he's totally ignoring the Supreme Court of the United States, totally ignoring uh, the entity that refers to itself as Biden, totally ignoring the Antichrist who's making these commands down from the WEF, no doubt. Um, and um, anyway, uh, the the point is that they have. It, it says this is what this is right out of the mouth of of, of you know um, Abbott, okay, Greg Abbott, the. the um, uh, Governor of Texas, he said, I have already declared an, inva- an invasion under Article 1, Chapter 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. Brilliant! Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so... Um, and... Uh, so anyway, um, there are, uh, you know, without playing all of the sound bites and all the other things, right now, Texas has got, like, I am going to play you this sound bite here, just to give you an idea. But this is just the tip of the iceberg. Welcome to Texas. We love you, Texas. What they were doing was they were filming it while they were going down the road. And it was, well, at the time of the filming, which was sometime early yesterday or possibly the night before, I'm not exactly sure the exact time, there were over 20 miles. Can you imagine that? 20 miles of convoys. Okay, people 
from Texas and from different parts of the United States all rode up along the side of the highway going down toward that park, okay? Uh, and now there are trucker convoys that are heading down there as well. So they're calling it the People's Convoy rolling through Texas, and sure enough, it looks just like the trucker uh, event that occurred up in Canada before Trudeau broke the law. I don't even want to talk about that guy. He just makes me so sick to my stomach. I just want to chop, chuck in a bucket. Give me a balut instead. I'll take a balut. But anyway, they call it the People's Convoy rolling through Texas, and as far as the eye can see, you see truckers, you know, semi-trailers going just down the road as far as the eye can see. So once they add them to the 20 miles of people that are already there, probably have about 40, 50 miles of people all over the place. And they're coming from all over the country. That's the thing that is amazing. Now, there was this event that occurred by Eagle Pass, but I never got um, satisfaction in regard to who did it, why they did it, and, and if or anybody was arrested. But this is some live audio from Eagle Pass uh, from yesterday or early today. All right. So, uh, would that be people exchanging gunfire? And the answer would be an emphatic yes. All right, praise God. So, um, oh, and I wanted to let you know this is very important. Oh, wait a minute. First, I got to get uh, Abbott again, Texas Abbott. Okay, so uh, Abbott speaks about the state rebellion. Let's go ahead and pull this up and listen to what he has to say, real quick. Uh, hallelujah. Here we go. Oh boy, there's all together. Counting Texas, we have 15 governors and 15 states from the United States that are deploying personnel to secure the border. Altogether, if you add in the other states that are supporting this mission, 25 governors in 25 states, half of the states of the United States of America are banding together to step up and secure a border that President Biden has abandoned. Now, that rocks. And, oh, and by the way, just so you know, Texas has placed razor wire around the Alamo for the final stand against Joe Biden. Okay, so now there's razor wire against the Alamo for the final stand. All right. That's from the Babylon Bee. They're very trustworthy, so we know that's true. All right, praise God. Now, what I did was there was a bunch of uh, rumbling and talking and, you know, oh, I can't believe that's actually happening. Oh, my goodness. Somebody told me this. Somebody told me that. Blah, 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 blah. And I heard it last night, and I thought to myself, if that's true, I probably should go ahead and get a snippet of it because it's going to take it down off the Internet pretty quick. So I reluctantly got out of my comfy chair <clears throat> came into the office, broke out my editor, and I snippeted or snipped the section of the audio bite where Biden said what everybody said he was saying, which I'm going to let you hear right now. And what I did was when I snipped it, I put it into a special audio processor engine on my editor, and I amplified it a large number of times so that you would be able to hear it, him saying it very clearly. So I'm going to go ahead and bring this up so you can see what, hear what Biden said about Greg Abbott in Texas. To make sure those cowboys don't stop the surge of military-aged men from entering. If we have to send F-15s to Texas here and raise war against Texas, it's a real. 
If we have to send F-15s to Texas, so be it. All right, we'll play it one more time. To make sure those cowboys don't stop the surge of military-aged men from entering. Make sure those cowboys don't stop the surge of military-aged men into the country. If we have to send F-15s down there, so be it. To send F-15s to Texas here and wage war against Texas, so be it. Then so be it. Then so be it. So when he said the military-aged men thing, you know what he meant, don't you? We know what it's about. Tucker Carlson is right. Albert Pike was right. Everybody's right. Uh, anyway, so we know what's coming. It's all part of the Civil War. It's all part of the setup. It's all part of the end times. It's all part of the things that Lucifer has planned for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Everything's moving ahead on schedule. So just remember, we're all going to meet at the um, Alamo uh, if things get out of control in the park. Okay, so that'll be our meeting place. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Democratic lawmakers say that Washington, D.C. to see uh, lawmakers say D.C. What what does it say? Okay, it says Democrats. It says holy blank. Democrats in Congress are calling on Biden to seize control of. Oh, okay, so of the Texas National Guard. So in this particular case, what's happening and why people are flipping out about it is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll in so I can read this to you real carefully. So there's this guy. His name is Jockin Castro. I don't know him and I don't care to know him. Lake of Fire. Governor Greg Abbott is using Texas National Guard to obstruct and create chaos at the border. If Abbott is defying yesterday's Supreme Court ruling, the President of the United States needs to establish sole federal control of the Texas National Guard now. Okay, Congressman Greg Caesar says, I agree with the Jaco and Castro guy. If Abbott is defying yesterday's SCOTUS in a Supreme Court ruling, uh, it, uh, POTUS, the President of the United States, needs to establish sole federal control of the Texas National Guard. Let me tell you something, folks. This may turn out to be super duper 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 interesting. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, is this all um, prerequisite stuff lining up for what we already know is coming? You know, I tried to re- refresh my sister Paula's uh, memory that it was one of her prophets, one of her prophets that she follows fervently and adores and loves like a huggy white bunny and that said that he was given a vision of uh, gunpowder in, in the shape of an X over the United States of Babylon the Great and that the gunpowder uh, caught fire in the middle of the X. I told her, I said, your, your very own blankety blank is the one who prophesied this. Don't you remember? And she's like, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm like, well, Dimitri Dudeman, and she's like, I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm like, the man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So anyway, it doesn't matter. To somebody that's in a state of denial, here lies the body of William J. J., who died maintaining his right of way. He is right, dead right as he sped along, but he's just as dead as if he were wrong. 
And boy, is this country full of them. Three major Boeing incidents have occurred over the last several days. We had a door flying off in midair on a Boeing 737 MAX 9. We had engines catch fire in midair on a Boeing 747-8. And we had wheels break off just before takeoff from a Boeing 757. What is going on at Boeing, this person asks. There are some really creepy weird things going on. And I'm being forced to, uh, well, I'm not going to get into it. Y'all know. So just for the record, on February 5, 6, 7, and 8, I will be forced to not be here. Okay, so I'll have to put up a best of show on the for the seventh before I leave. All right, anyway, just want to let you know that in advance. Um, anyway, uh, on to the next. Oh, this is great. Okay, so here is a Democratic lawmaker who talked to some Trump supporters. The cool thing is he said this out loud without getting his mic cut on CNN. Let's listen to what he says. Absolutely amazing. Praise God. Here we go. I went to a Donald Trump, and I got to tell you guys, I went to a Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. We have a crime. And I got to tell you guys, I went to. Okay, so you heard what he said. My party, the Democrats, are completely delusional right now. So he's listening to all the things that people are saying about the MAGA people and the Trump people. And, he's, and he was stating his own opinion after having met, met them. Okay, so anyway, good to know. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Yemen prepares for war. Hallelujah. Breaking news. Yemen prepares for war. The Houthis have ordered all United States and British uh, citizens working for the United Nations to leave Yemen within less than a month. You know, in other words, we give you a month, tick-tock, tick-tock, starting now. This decision comes amidst the United States and British airstrikes in Yemen. So it's heating up, folks. I mean, they're literally doing carpet bombing kind of stuff, and they're sending the Eisenhower over there. They mean business. It's going to go. It's totally hot. So is that the beginning? I don't know. Could it have been, you know, I mean, the complexities of uh, 21st century warfare are, it's not the same as it was back in the 30s. Very, very, very different. So when it actually started, nobody knows. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Iran sends stern warnings to the United States. Breaking news. Iran has sent a stern warning to the United States regarding attacks on Yemen. The Iranian foreign minister said that we have told the United States that its attacks on Yemen are a strategic mistake. From The Guardian to Sky News, it has been written that the United States is falling into a trap by striking the Houthis. The Yemenis can fight back and are immune to massive airstrikes, it says. Really? Well, I guess we'll have to see. But the idea that any country, for any reason, the Houthis need to get off their lazy butts and head to Israel if they got a beef. They don't need to be monkeying around with shutting down the sea channels so that the entire world has to suffer because of, one, because of their agenda. Whether they're right or wrong is irrelevant. It's their method. 
All right. Anyway, so, yeah, I hope they do get carpet bombed. They have no business blocking those C channels. No way. The Suez Canal, all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. No, you do not do that. You do not do that. So I can say with all honesty, this is a policy that I totally agree with. The reason why I agree with it is because going back all the way into the 60s and before the 60s, before I was even born, the United States had um, basically taken a global position that they would use their Navy to keep the air, the, I'm sorry, the seas open for uh, trade. Okay, that was the number one. I was in the Navy for six years almost. Okay, and I'm here to tell you, I know. I'm indoctrinated. Been there, done that. And I'm here to tell you, that is the biggest mission that they have of all is to keep the sea channels open. So uh, the, what we're doing with the Houthis is absolutely um, uh, what we ought to be doing under the circumstances. Okay, so anyway, whether or not it's being perfectly timed by the Antichrist and the World Economic Forum and all the other creepy crawly, uh, I'm going to have to hold on a second. People are, people are excited to talk to me, and that's okay. God bless them. They don't know I'm live on the show, so I'm just going to turn off the notifications so you don't hear that all night long. But anyway, um, praise God. So... Uh, Planet um, Planet Farms Milan, Italy Food Fire. This is a vertical of uh, 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 food facility. They grow food, vegetables, all that kind of stuff. And it and it, I don't know. It's it's called a vertical facility. So that say so they grow it up. Okay, up. And um, Planet Farms offers fresh, healthy, nutritious, pesticide-free products sustainably grown in the largest, most innovative vertical farm in all of Europe. Well, Gates and, Gates and his little pyrotechnic buddies have gone in and leveled the place. <clears throat> and you can darn sure believe with all of your heart that it is that, it is that hateful, filthy, stinking entity, Gates, that's behind it. All right, so anyway... Lake of Fire. That's all I got to say. I'm just going to leave it at that. And I'm not I'm not going to waste so much as a syllable of prayer for any of these entities. All right. Praise God. Thank you. There's too many billions of people out there that genuinely need Jesus. And it's, it is, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to pray for them. That's where my prayer time is going to go. Next one up. China plans to wipe out the United States warships. China plans to wipe out warships. China researchers have been working on a plan to decimate the United States warships using hypersonic missiles. Their theory, using low-flying satellites to block the ship's radar, and then uh, using just 28 satellites, they estimate that they could wipe out all of the United States warships in one single global strike. Yes, you heard that, and boy, would that be an interesting Pearl Harbor event, if there ever was one. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. That's one of the reasons why the United States Navy does not like to let people know where their ships are at. Anyway, next one up. <clears throat> Federal government flagging MAGA as, uh, and also Bible purchases as being suspicious. So this particular uh, fellow, I don't know him. Uh, you know, he's uh, doing the pod. Everybody's doing the podcast. Everybody. If you don't have a job, what do you do? The federal government flagged terms with banks. They flagged terms like MAGA. Oh no. And Trump. If Americans use those phrases, phrases when completing transactions. Oh, my gosh. What? This is bad. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, heard enough. Um, but, yeah, what I was trying to say, which, uh, you know, I always say tongue-in-cheek, is that if you don't, um, you know, if you, if you don't have a job or you lost your job, what do you do? You, could, you, you become a podcaster or you, you get monetized on Twitter and then you, you fight. I, I, it just blows my mind, but Tucker Carlson actually 
had an interview with the guy that calls himself Cat Turd on Twitter. Okay, now, nothing against the guy. Okay, he's probably the coolest guy in the whole wide world and all that kind of stuff. But I've been on, I've been on Twitter for a very long time, many years, many, many years, and I've seen Cat Turd do his little thing, blah, 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 blah. To me, it really didn't mean anything. But anyway, he eventually got a bunch of followers, whatever, and Tucker Carlson actually interviewed the guy. So anyway, fine and dandy, hallelujah, let everybody do what they want to do. Everybody's a, everybody turns into a podcaster. So if you're not a podcaster yet, get ready, get a microphone, get yourself a little setup, a little mixer, USB, cook it up your computer, and start practicing. Because we're all destined to be podcasters. Matter of fact, we won't, none of us will have any time to listen to other podcasts because we'll be too busy doing our own podcasts. The whole world will podcast to the universe. And Planet Pop-Tarts alien uh, population will be listening to millions of billions of podcasts all over the world. Except from Yemen. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Hamas rejects an Israeli ceasefire proposal to release the hostages for over two months. So Israel was said to Hamas, hey, we'll go ahead and shut down all operations for a full two months if you give us back the rest of our, um, uh, you know, hostages. And uh, Hamas said, nothing doing. So anyway, uh, on and on and on she goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Next thing up, fake Lloyd Austin, defense secretary, comes out and says, it says, the United States Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin stated regarding tonight's um, uh, airstrikes against Iran-backed forces in Iraq, we are fully prepared to take further measures to protect, the, um, protect our people in our facilities. This is not Lloyd Austin. This is not even close. Uh, so anyway, they, every time somebody dies, they just put up a fake one. And then everybody buys it. I mean, I'm like thinking to myself, wow, how much brain damage do you get after a couple of Moderna uh, boosters? Because it's like, why does nobody notice that? But I looked at him and I was like, that ain't Lloyd Austin. Whatever. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so this guy's talking about the fact that they're testing uh, Ebola um, vaccines right now. So let's go ahead and take a listen to this. Praise God. Here we go. Doctors and nurses have been vaccinated with a live Ebola vaccine. Never before have we had uh, anyone in Denver, Colorado, or in Colorado at all vaccinated for Ebola. So this is history-making two months ago. Why would they be doing that? They said they're doing it in uh, preparation for a potential Ebola outbreak. Why would they be thinking that's possible? Well, there's a lab being created uh, down the street from Denver, uh, in Colorado Springs, where they're literally, it's advertising that they will be doing bat research, and it has been reported that they will be working with Ebola, Nipah virus, and COVID. So you actually have, this is actually infecting people with live Ebola virus. That's all right. Praise God. So enough said there. They can analyze it until they're blue in the face and try to figure things out. But anyway, we already know what's going on. Um, hopefully we do. And if we don't, we haven't been paying attention. Or you've been one of those naughty, naughty people that are falling asleep during the show. I appreciate it. I've, I've actually had people say, you know, sometimes, Johnny, I just put on your radio show and let you play in the background because it just gives me this calm, peaceful feeling. And I fall into a deep, deep sleep. And I'm like, OK, cool. I'll be your uh, Jesus uh, clinical psych 
psychologist. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, I say, hey, it's better than, you know, people sitting up and going, oh, no, the world's coming to an end. No, this is good news. This is really good news because then we can stop Tom Horn from eating our uh, marriage supper candy. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you know, Andy Scandies, right? All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. So government uses Emergency Powers Act was deemed to be unlawful by their government. Of course, they're going to fight it in court and this, that, and the other thing. Who cares? Look, Glenn Beck is calling. Let's go ahead and let – he's really bugged by this. Nothing happens. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody pays for a thing anymore. Well, you're right, Mr. Beck. Thank you for calling the show. All right. Now, this guy is very trippy. Um, I love it. I've known about this book. We've talked about this book on this radio show more than once. However, hearing it come from somebody else, it's kind of cool. So we're going to play it. And this is uh, a guy talking about a coincidence that's a little bit too big of a coincidence for him. What's a coincidence that you think about a lot? I don't know what you would consider a lot, but I've thought about this every day for the past two years. In 1888, a man named Ingersoll Lockwood wrote a book called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey, where a 10-year-old boy named Baron Trump, who has a mentor named Don, who is a rich man who lives on Fifth Avenue in New York City, he and Don travel to Russia to find a portal to a magical underground world. The third book in the series is called 1900 or the Last President, where Don runs for president, gets elected. His mentor's name is Pence. Uh, There are protests and riots in the streets because he's not a politician. He's a rich man. He fixes the economy, and they mess with the election of 1900, and when he goes to plead his case, he is silenced by the Speaker of the House. There's a lot of coincidences right there. Also, I guess it's a coincidence that Ingersoll Lockwood lived in New York City at the same time as Nikola Tesla, who was working on time travel and teleportation and all sorts of craziness. When Nikola Tesla died in 1943, the FBI gave all of his unfinished research to John Trump, Donald Trump's uncle, who is the longest tenured professor at MIT. He was given, I believe, 38 trunks of information. He only gave 35 back, stating that it was all theoretical. Interesting. So um, I don't know about you, but I think that's incredibly interesting. Do I think that they time traveled? No, I I, I don't think so, but I, I know it's possible. Um, I, I know that the um, the fallen angelic alien esque entities uh, move through time with great ease. In fact, they go into the future and they see a world, a planet Earth that is very, very different, very, very peaceful, and very, very wonderful. That totally different than what we have here on the Earth, and totally different than what the Bible says that will happen to the Earth. How can that be? Because God injects judgment into the timeline. Our Heavenly Father injects judgments into the timeline, and that messes the timeline up. 
So hopefully you get that in your into time travel movies and things like that. All right, Capitol Complex is covered with Marines and military. They know it's coming. Now, I could play the audio, and all you would hear is military trucks driving around and Marines and everything like that. But, yes, the entire Capitol Complex is absolutely slathered in military vehicles, troop transports. Uh, they're holding M16s. They're in full, you know, um, battle gear. I mean, it's like they're, you know, at battle. Uh, and they are surrounding the entire Capitol complex with they got fences up, the whole deal. So the Capitol right now is on lockdown, expecting a civil war. It's a, it's in expectation, if you will, of a civil war. OK, that's what's going on. All right. Next one up. Praise Jesus. Is preparing for war. We have been hearing this on almost every uh, show that we have done over the last, I don't know, maybe last three shows. It keeps on ramping up, getting more and more intense. The desk that he's sitting at inside of this parliament is absolutely gorgeous. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. I wonder who made that for him. That's Dear Heavenly Father, that desk that um, that desk that uh, Kim Jong Un is sitting in front of right now. Yeah, that's the kind of wood. That's the wood I want in my. Uh, in my little uh, country mansion. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Uh, but, of course, our Father knows that. So, anyway, I don't have to tell him. Um, but anyway, is he preparing for war, it says. And it says, last week, the two eminent analysts dropped a bomb, so to speak, in stating their belief that the uh, uh, pariah state leader is preparing for war. Kim Jong-un has scraped the bedrock goal of reconciling and reuniting with South Korea. They said, instead, he's presenting North and South Korea as two independent states at war with each other. Okay. Remember that they never signed a treaty. They never uh, the the Korean War of the 1950s, which Mash was made about. You know the TV very popular uh, TV series Mash. Um, uh, that that war never did end. They only put up they put up a DMZ and they called a truce. So the war is still happening, believe it or not, technically speaking. All right, praise God. And there's more to the story. So let's read the next one. Update says war on the Korean Peninsula is coming. Double exclamation point. It says the arch of reunification of North Korea and South Korea was demolished in Pyongyang by the order of Kim Jong-un, reported by the North Korean news based on Planet Lab satellite imagery. So he's got it. They've got it on imagery. They've destroyed it. Uh, the North Korean authorities demolished a monument symbolizing peaceful unification of South Korea and North Korea as they prepare for war. This is a very, well, it looks, this arch of reunification looks absolutely humongous. What does that mean? <clears throat> well, we don't know. We're just going to have, well, we, are, we do know, and, 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 and it's good that we do. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's part of, a big part of the reason why I wanted to do this program tonight. The, the question is, how, how far can I get into the news before we got to stop? All right, praise God. United States Civil Defense News reports South Korea military is on full alert. North Korea fired multiple cruise missiles into the Yellow Sea. Well, there's been endless war activity coming out of North Korea, and everybody says they're preparing for war right now. And, you know, when you're a narcissistic psychopath like Kim Jong-un and his crazy helter-skelter sister, um, you don't like to be ignored. Oh, no, 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 no. You want all eyes on you. You want Donald Trump over there shaking your hand, playing pool with you, drinking beer. That's what you want. 
It's the only way to to keep a dictator anyway. <clears throat> they're spoiled rotten little rat brats and they're when they get when they get when they feel like people are ignoring them, what do they do? They start wars. All right, anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next thing up. Texas girl complains their ER is overflowing with sick people. Was I able to verify this? The answer is no, I was not. However, I'm going to read it to you anyway. She says, new hospital update. Our hospital is overwhelmed. We have over 100 patients in the ER. Other large hospitals are on divert. This isn't from the flu or COVID. We are in crisis mode and get patients discharged as fast as possible. As I've been reporting, almost every patient is fully vaccinated anyway. Oh, goody. Well, that's why they're all sick. I surprised Texas girl. They hadn't figured that out yet. Anyway, um, she said, we warned that this would happen and it's here. So I haven't been able to see anything to confirm it. And I'm pretty good at doing that kind of thing, so I'm going to have to write it off as a non-event unless something new comes out. Uh, But at this point, no. All right, next one up. United Kingdom Army Chief says to prepare to fight a land war. So the British citizens should be prepared to fight a potential land war, according to the U.K.'s Chief of the Army. All right, praise God. And then another uh, news uh, bit comes out, and it says, read the headline, could Britain's face a conscription into the army? The Matrix, simply doing its job and conditioning us for a hot war with Russia and Iran under the pretense that we are somehow defending democracy is terrifying, this person says. And I will play the little bit uh, off the TV where the guy's talking about it. Here we go. Head of the British Army, one of the most cerebral thinkers that we've got, a strategist, we need to listen and listen carefully. Uh, We've been too complacent. I think I've said this many times with you. What's coming over the horizon should shock us. It should worry us. And we are not uh, prepared. We've had a couple of decades, three decades or so since the Cold War. Life has gone well. It's now going to get more difficult as authoritarian states exploit our timidity, our perhaps reluctance to really put fires out. And the best example of that is uh, a democracy on the on the uh, corner of Eastern Europe that in its third year is now uh, in conflict and we've not resolved that. So Patrick Saunders is saying, prepare for what's coming over the horizon. There is a 1939 feel to the world right now. These authoritarian states are rearming. Uh, there's a risk averseness about uh, the West in wanting to deal with that. And Aaron, uh, institutions, global institutions such as the United Nations um, aren't able to uh, hold these errant nations to account. In fact, the UN, I'd go further, is reaching its League of Nations moment unless it's reformed. So that's where the world is heading. We need to wake up to that. There's a mindset now of this era of insecurity uh, that uh, we're heading towards, and, but we're still on a peacetime defense budget of just 2%. That does need to change. And the Red Sea is a great example that if you don't step forward, if, you don't, uh, if you're not robust in dealing with those that are testing the, 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 uh, the envelope, um, it will be our uh, weakness will be exploited and it will affect our economy. Okay, so let's unpick some of that, should we? Um, we don't have enough members in the army, is that what you're saying? Uh, very much so. Uh, uh, the army is now overstretched. It's uh, down to 70,000 or so. Different reasons for that. Pay is now an issue. Accommodation is improving, but remains an issue as well. Uh, you're obviously competing salary-wise with uh, civil, you know, the Civvy Street 
too. So that needs to be looked at. I know Grant Chaps recognizes this, recognizes the, uh, the concerns here. There's also the state of our reserves as well. They're the ones that will be pulled in if we need to mobilize too. But ultimately, as I say, it's a big mindset of Britain recognizing just how dangerous our world is going. What is our role to step forward, as we've done in the past, uh, to defend what's important? Uh-oh. I got caught eating a protein bar. I'm going to have to talk with my mouth full. Mm. Anyways, I could play some music, but nah. Oh. 50,000 United Kingdom businesses failing, nearly 50,000 UK businesses on the verge of collapse, according to this report. So, again, we see all of the markers that are similar in nature. For example, the Weimar Republic hyperinflation event that occurred just prior to um, Hitler doing the Kristallnacht false flag, which jettisoned him into power. Um, That kind of dynamic is occurring right now. It's just slightly different in its nature, but nothing new under the sun. Praise God. Hillary Clinton is running for the president. It says, uh, according to CNN politics, the point There are whispers now of a nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian wanting to run for the president again. Hopefully she – oh, no, I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm just so disgusting. I just – anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Israelis Netanyahu doubles down on opposition to Palestinian statehood. Uh, Okay, so do we need to talk about that? No, we don't. Is what's going on over there highly suspicious? Yes, it is. Was it suspicious from the day that it happened on October 7th? Yes, it was. Everything that's happening right now is highly suspicious. Highly suspicious. Very biblical. Next one up. American and British forces carry out large-scale strikes together against the Houthis in Yemen. Um, Then we've got, oh, no, no, I'm going to save this one for the next show. Let me go ahead and flag that. It's actually an interesting little bit, but um, no time for that. Russia accuses the Ukraine of downing a plane with 65 prisoners of war on board, which is exactly the kind of thing that Ukraine would do because they're kind of world famous for killing their own people. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Israel ready to enter into Lebanon. When the order comes, we're ready to enter into Lebanon, according to Ynet reporter with the IDF troops on the northern border. So they're basically preparing to expand the war into full airstrikes in the Lebanon to go after Hezbollah, which, of course, is going to inflame the situation with Iran. They've already been warned not to do it. And, you know, we got strike forces over there out the Yang. So um, everything's lined up. As a matter of fact, there was even a uh, Seinfeld episode. I saw this on one of the audio, um, one of the multimedia uh, bites, uh, but I didn't know this. Uh, (laughs) It was absolutely excellent where Kramer and, um, oh, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of Norm? No, no, wait. Can't remember. But anyway, uh, the the mailman guy. I forget his his last name. Walter, West Coast Walter. What what was the name of the mailman in in uh, in the in the uh, 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 Seinfeld episode? Anyway, Kramer and, and that guy were uh, they were on a bus or or a train, and they were playing a game of Risk, and they made a big deal out of it, and they had the whole board full up, and they're like going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, you know, I, I, I'm going to take this, and I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take this, you don't understand, and they're just really loud about it and all this kind of stuff, and then um, 
the mailman guy who I'm having trouble remembering his name for some reason. And West Coast Walter has fallen asleep officially at this point. Either that or his wife, you know, got another Moderna shot and she's, you know, hunting him down like the, you know, guy that he is. But anyway, um, uh, the, the um, so one of them goes, oh, you took the Ukraine. That's a junk country. That's a piece of junk, the Ukraine. Yeah, man, you made a bad choice of taking the Ukraine. The Ukraine isn't worth anything, man. I'm, I'm totally going to win this. And this guy, this guy on the train, he's like huge, this guy. I mean, he's like the size of a grizzly bear, this guy. And he turns around and he goes, what do you mean that the Ukraine is garbage? And he goes, I'll tell you what I think about you. And he comes over and he smashes the wrist board and all the pieces go flying all over the place. Kramer goes flying back in his seat. But anyway, fortunately for them, they did live to see another day. And the guy from the Ukraine did not do bodily harm. Looked like he wanted to, but he didn't. All right, praise God. Next one up. Yemen, United States warship hot war update. It says that uh, just recently, just recently, I believe it was today, a clash occurred today between a number of American destroyers and warships in the Gulf of Aden and Bob Amandab. Um, it says, while they were protecting two American commercial ships. The result of the clash was as follows. A direct hit on an American vessel, forcing the two American commercial vessels to withdraw and return, and several of Yemen's ballistic missiles struck their targets despite the warship's attempts to intercept them. The Yemeni military forces used a number of ballistic missiles for more than two hours during the clash. Also, uh, there's a, uh, just as an FYI, this came out just before the show started, there's a massive force, uh, a fire, uh, in an oil refinery inside of Russia proper. Um, and uh, I don't know if I can pronounce it, but it's the Tuops oil refinery in Krasnodar Krai, uh, K-R-A-I, uh, Russia, after it was struck by Ukrainian drones. It says the refinery belongs to Rosneft. Uh, and is the only one located on the coast of the Black Sea and is one of Russia's largest refineries. It is a miracle <laughs> that the time now is only 9.04 p.m. on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. And on that note, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and mm, let me think here. Trying to think of, yeah, I could do that one. I could do that one. I could do that one. No, no, I'm just not. None of those are. None of them are. No, I'm looking for something better. No, I don't want to do that one. Hmm. Oh, well, not that one either. Oh. Uh, okay, I'll do this one. <laughs>
to dwell upon your holy hill of Here's an e- Flashback to the prayer vigil there. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, I'm just going to kind of cherry pick my way through some of these. Um, It's just a never-ending flood of prophetic information that is lining up with what's going on around the world. The world right now, praise Jesus. Uh, And I'm going to do a little flashback in time. I do not know how old this is. It could be very, very old. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But let's go ahead and play this. Uh, it's going to have a little bit of a commercial. Can't get around it. They like to monetize. Easy thing you can do Four, to add your so that you age better. One, or maybe play. Two. Praise the Lord, everyone. And welcome to the God Seller 7 and Time Prophecy Channel. I'm Sister Barbara, and I have Brother Dan here with me. Um, I have a prophecy that I've been hearing pieces of for the last several days, and I was holding it because I was praying over it because it, it seemed a little bit choppy. There was a place that I needed to pause in it, and I didn't know where to pause. So um, I have, Brother Dan has the scripture. Uh, yes, we're in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 36, King James Version. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. You're up. Yes, and, and he showed me that. He showed me a part of it. So this is going to be in like two little pieces, because I got part of it, and then I got the next part of it. So. Let's go here. All right. Daughter, speak this morning and tell the people what I have shown you. The restrainer will be taken away. The man of sin will be revealed for who he really is, the beast. Mr. Obama will return in his new position as ruler. The streets will be filled with violence, civil unrest, and war. All right, now, hold on a second. Did you hear that? The streets will be full of civil unrest and war. Now, what were we just talking about? What were we just talking about at Washington, D.C., around the Capitol building? What's going on right now? What are all these people that are laying in the streets, peeing in cups, putting it on people's doorsteps? Who are they? Why do they need to be military-aged men, like Biden said before he said he was going to send in F-15s? I can tell you that this, what you are hearing from God's Healer 7, is probably over 10 years old. So let's go ahead and rewind a little bit and hear that again. The restrainer will be taken away. The man of sin will be revealed for who he really is, the beast. Mr. Obama will return in his new position as ruler. The streets will be filled with violence, civil unrest, and war. The weak will be murdered, unable to defend themselves. Children will murder parents for what they have and take it from them. Your militia will be unable to keep order or gain control. There will be riots and fires. There will be no safe place. The unbelievers will rise to power. Behold, I come quickly. Okay, now the next part is after I prayed on it. Okay, Abra, you have seen well 
and understood. This is the tribulation coming upon the whole earth. Many will be killed for my name's sake. Okay, that's, that's that. Many will be killed for my name's sake. Okay, so that's the end of it. All right, praise God. So um, anyway, um, I find that, you know, it's fascinating to go back in time, 10 years, whatever. I'm, I'm estimating this to be, uh, uh, no, it says six years ago. I just noticed it, six years ago. Anyway, um, but nevertheless, did you hear that? Civil unrest, wars in the streets, and then the man of sin will be revealed, Obama. Now, I find that fantastically interesting because what that is doing <clears> – <throat> now, let's assume that we can take that at face value. Let's assume that it is possible to take what was prophesied that we just heard and stitch it together into a timeline issue, you know, to make it a timeline uh, thing. If we make it a timeline thing, what this implies is at the point that the United States is in full-blown civil war, full-blown war in the streets, that's when Obama is going to rise as the Antichrist. Now then, if that be true, that is a major milestone, a major marker for each of us to be able to embrace, to know when he's going to be revealed. So as we watch everybody threatening civil war, as we watch the things that are going on, uh, the 20, you know, uh, 25 states or whatever that are claiming to be you know, back in Abbott and all that kind of stuff, and the threats of F-15s and, all, and don't even get me going on the Middle East and everything that's going on over there, which is all part of the puzzle. It's all part of it all coming together. Don't even get me going, holy moly, on all of the alien stuff. I mean, oh, my gosh. And there are there are more signs in the sun and the moon and the star seas roaring. You know, look up your your redemption draws nigh. All kinds of creepy weirdness in the skies is unbelievable. People are freaking out. You know, strange sounds. I played I think on the last show. It was just unbelievable. That kind of stuff is increasing exponentially right now. Actually, logarithmic. If you want to put it on a graphic, you're going to logarithmic logarithmically. Okay, that means a sharp curve straight up. All right, and so anyway, I just wanted to bring that to your attention because what that tells us is that when the civil war wars break out and all heck is breaking loose across this country, which we know we are right on the precipice of it happening, all we need is for Trump to get elected, do whatever it is he's going to do for however long he's going to do it, then the event that stops him from continuing, then the civil war that breaks out and the major war event, because when's the best time to attack the United States? When's the best time for the Red Dawn event to occur? When's the best time for the Russian TU-95s to fly over the top of Canada and come down and start dropping bombs? Correct. Correct. And then National Security Directive number 55 for the continuity of government, which is a mirror image, in my opinion, of uh, designated survivor with Kiefer Sutherland, except the designated survivor, when they pull NSD 51 and they unredact it, they're going to find out that they want to put a the last acting president into the position that they're going to call the Fuhrer. Except they're, they're not going to call it the Fuhrer. 
You know what I mean? But they'll, call, they ha- they'll have a name for it, but it won't be the president. Because remember, remember the Baron Trump series, right? Said that they were going to put it, that the last president was Donald Trump. Are you putting it, hopefully you're putting it together. So the last president, last elected president is Donald Trump. He gets removed. The country breaks into war. Russia and China take advantage of it and start dropping bombs. All heck is breaking loose, okay, and then they need to restore order. So they break open National Security Directive Number 51 for the continuity of government. It says, go find the last acting president. Turns out to be Obama, but now they have a new special name. See, a lot of people don't know this, but Hitler did not. They made up the name Fuhrer. For Hitler, there was never, ever, ever, ever the name Führer. They never had a Führer before. They made it up totally just for him. What do you think they're going to call Obama? But it ain't going to be president. It's going to be something else. He will have dictatorial powers to restore continuity of government as the country is utterly collapsing. All right. And then, of course, martial law. And then, of course, they'll round people up, throw them in the FEMA camps. They'll start making people stand in line to get the chip that we just talked about, the tattoo-esque electronic circuit that gets put into your hand. That the article that I just read you called a mark. I mean, let's keep the, let's keep the flow going. Let's keep our brains in synchronicity and harmony and remember the details because these details are really important. Hallelujah. All right, so praise God. Very, very important things. Super duper important that uh, we were able to pull that up. I'm glad that the link that I had inside the show notes worked. And we were able to hear a prophetic word from our Heavenly Father that gives us that time stamp that we need to know when Obama is going to rise as the Antichrist. Because, folks, let me tell you something. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 in action. Okay? When... When Obama rises up and everybody's like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, this is weird, this is it, this is it. Okay, folks, that's it. We're going. We're leaving. We will be leaving, like, who knows how much, but it'll be really soon after that. Because that is, like, the last box that needs to be checked. Power signs, lying wonders, you know, the establishment of the Antichrist, you know, the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, which is Satan, you know, inside of a human body is going to incarnate and all blah, 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 blah. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, there's that. Now, I could go ahead and once again, you know, kind of chitter chatter my way through the ceremony prophecy stuff, which, it, you know, I'll touch upon it. I'm not going to read a bunch, but I'm just going to mention that don't forget that she, um, you know, she saw the, the global financial collapse essentially occurring. And she said it was throughout the entire world. So the economy, very few had any money at all. Nobody could buy anything worth anything. Some people with the gold and silver could do a little bit, but not much. Okay, then um, she talks about chemical attacks and the blisters. We covered that in the last show, I think it was. Then she talks about a hemorrhagic fever event that kills people within 24 hours. Well, what are they doing right now out in Colorado? They're injecting people with Ebola. We already know that Ebola is inside the booster shots from Pfizer and Moderna. So there's, what, 5 billion people walking around with Ebola in them? Are you starting to connect this together? I hope you are. 
Um, Diseases spread, murder and mayhem spreads from city to city to city to city. Gangs are attacking and killing people. People in uh, cities were fleeing the cities in hopes of saving their lives. I'm not. They want to come and kill me. They can kill me. That's cool. I'm totally cool with it. Um, You know, whatever. Uh, But I'm not going to go out and, you know, why? I'm going to be praying. Because, you know, I'm going to be on my knees praying for the salvation of the souls of the crazy people that are running through the streets. Look, Psalm 91 is all of our best friend. If we are residing in a secret place of the Most High, the fiery missile or arrows that fly in the sky will not touch us. Those are missiles, okay? The, the, The perilous pestilence that walks through the night will not come near us. Read Psalm 91. This is what it's talking about. That's ours, and you know what? Maybe we won't be here by then. Maybe we'll be gone by then, and then we can get our candy back from Tom Orr. (laughs) Praise God. He's so lucky. I wish I was up there with him. Anyway, praise God. Then there's a really, really horrible winter that occurs. And by the way, Padre Pio, who has shown uh, multiple visions of the three days of darkness, also saw a super-duper horrible winter. Um, so that synchronizes absolutely beyond perfectly. I should do a special on the three days of darkness again. Um, also, uh, chaos, starvation, mayhem continues. It goes into great detail uh, about all the things that are happening. It's 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 bad. It's bad. Um, she mentions uh, home cities, lights and re- home cities and cities of refuge, which she sees the vast majority of out in. Uh, Colorado area, up in the uh, Rock, Rockies. Okay, that's where she sees the cities of refuge. She said she saw a few of them on the Appalachian Trail-ish areas of, you know, um, uh, but she saw the vast majority of them out around Denver. All right, anyway, so that for what that's worth, there you go. Um, she said that the cities of light moved often, so they were mobile. See, a lot of these people out there are thinking that they're going to go buy some, you know, uh, foreclosed farm. And I know people that have done that. We brought them on the show and they testified, oh, the Lord has moved upon me to go out and I'm supposed to set up a city of refuge. And we've, me and my wife have bought this big, you know, 15 acre plot of land in the middle. And, and folks, didn't work out real well for them, I'm here to tell you. So, you know, we got to test the spirits. We got to watch out. Sometimes we think we're hearing things and we're not. And um, it makes me sad. And let me tell you something. If I could backtrack on everything that I dorked up in my life because I thought I heard something that I didn't hear or, you know, wanted to hear, (laughs) okay, you got to watch out. All right. So, again, um, then, of course, there's the final nuclear destruction of the United States with missiles being launched, blah, blah, blah. It goes on to fireballs and comets starting fires. The Russian and Chinese invading on, in, in the United States, which, by the way, synchronizes with all of the chaos and mayhem of the roving bands of murderers and rapists. Uh, you know, it says the Russian and Chinese invasion is of very short duration because pe- people in the United States fight back. Uh, global megaquakes, tsunamis, volcanoes, the United States splits, which would be the, um, 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 you know, you know, the um, Great Lakes and that whole um, – thing. Uh, I, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Uh, it's the fault line in the center of the United States, but I'm having brain damage. But anyway, um, what's really fascinating is just before the first trumpet occurs where the earth, uh, you know, a third of the earth catches fire, okay, um, she sees Planet X, she sees a huge whirlwind, and people hiding in rocks, actually hiding. Uh, from this. This also lines up with uh, um, uh, Major, uh, what was the guy's name? Major, 
Oh man, I got to look up these things. Um, but anyway, um, I, I have an audio bite on the soundboard of Major So and So. I'm just going to say for for this time, uh, and he is the one who had seen uh, the fire, the whirlwind of the fire and stuff coming down on the earth, and he said that um, you know that 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 coincided with them also seeing these were remote viewers uh, also seeing uh, people being evacuated from the earth. Now she sees that as well. So before the fire, the major fireball hits the earth, which is the first trumpet, third of the grass and third of the trees burn, which, by the way, is caught in cinematography very well at the end of the movie with um, one of the best movies that was ever done uh, on this sort of a topic um, was the um, uh, movie um, – trying to think of the name of it. Man, I am really just drawing a blank. I wonder if it's methylene blue causing me – it's supposed to give me better memory, not worse memory. Um, it's um, – oh, goodness gracious. Um, let's see here. I just watched it the other day. I, I, anyway, I'm having brain damage, so I'm just going to move on because we have too much other stuff that we have to cover, and I'm not going to worry about it. It's called. It's it's called. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Dog on it. It'll it'll come back to me in a second. Okay, now um, I want to get to this North Korean missile attack on U.S. carrier. Yes. Okay, so let's go ahead and see if I can find this one. Missile attack U.S. carrier. Now I wish I had a link. All right, now I don't. Um, uh, and hold on a second. Let's see if I can. North Korea, M-I-S-S-I-L-E. Um, got to really squint to see this. That's not it. Good. We got one more to check. Ah, here we go. This is Dr. David O'Rourke. And all the way back, as I recall, from 20, I think it was 2010, all right, and um, actually, I believe he gave this message in South Korea, as I recall. And as I believe, um, I edited out, <clears throat> um, you know, because they were translating. So let's listen to this. Oh, and by the way, keep in mind, Kim Jong-un is getting ready to attack. You heard it. He's turned down monuments and everything. These narcissistic dictators do not like to be ignored. They hate it. They hate it more than anything. And that's when they're most likely to do what? Attack. And if you had any idea how many war uh, talking head strategy people have suggested on, you know, prolific programs that analyze world war dynamics that said that North, they believed that North Korea would be the catalyst, the event, the place on planet Earth that kicks off and really gets World War III going, it's unbelievable. So many of these experts have said that. All right, let's listen to what Dr. David O'Rourke prophesied uh, in South Korea regarding this event. By the way, I will also mention that Nathan Liao had seen a vision of this, and so did God's Healer 7. So let's listen to this. I want to share on the prophecy of what is going to happen to your country. Well, when I came to your country, the Lord spoke to me about this nation. In the first conversation, the Lord spoke to me about 
tragic event that is coming to South Korea. What do I see coming to South Korea? I see a big warship in the ocean. It looks more like an aircraft carrier. And it is in the ocean. Then the Lord made me look into the sky. And then I saw a rain of missiles that covered the sky. At first, I did not know there were missiles because there were many in the sky. And then all of a sudden, they strike that warship. I'm not sure whether all of them strike the warship or just a few and others strike the water. But anyhow, the warship is struck. And when that happens, I see the tower of the warship. There is a tower. I see there is a tower. And it catches fire. And then the next moment, I see the warship has collapsed into water and gone deep into water, totally destroyed. The next night, the Lord again came and spoke with me about what is coming to South Korea. And then this time, I thought it was an aircraft. But I wondered in the dream, why is this aircraft carrying a missile on its back? Only after two days when the Lord came and showed it to me again was I more enlightened and I realized it is not an aircraft. In fact, it is a truck. A military truck. And it is carrying a missile on its back. And I was very surprised in that dream that the truck fired the missile in the way the Lord speaks, He normally puts me in that situation there. So I also run for my life. He makes me feel what the people will feel when that prophecy is fulfilled. So I see a truck carrying a missile, and when it fired the missile, the missile came to your country, and it was very target specific. All right. All right. So you heard that from Dr. O'Rourke, and it was a sinking of a United States aircraft carrier. And then, of course, um, firing of many missiles into Seoul, Korea. Now, um, I'm sure a lot more happened as well, but um, that's just the uh, the crux of it. Now, Nathan Liel had also seen uh, an aircraft carrier get sunk. But here is a prophetic word from, again, Sister Barbara of God's Healer 7, where she was given a vision of a naval ship bombing. So let's listen to this and kind of tie the pieces together, shall we? So right now, I'm seeing... Personally, it seems that all of these things in this book of Matthew 24 are coming to pass. So this is the vision I got this morning. <clears throat> it was about probably about 6 o'clock in the morning. 
And um, I was taken to a place and I could see water, it looked like the ocean. And then I could see a big explosion uh, and smoke. And I didn't know what, what it was that was, that was exploding. Uh, then I could see as, as what looked like the smoke cleared, I could see the front of what looked like a huge, some sort of ship, a naval ship. And at the time that I could see the ship, I could see that it was starting to sink. It was sinking. And I got a word of the name of the ship, and the word of the name of the ship uh, was, it was a military ship, and it was named after a United States president. Therefore, it's a United States Um I did go on to the um, military website, and I have no, I have no clue anything that has to do with anything with the military or ships or Navy or anything. But I did uh, come across some active um, United States uh, naval ships, and there were several of them named after United States presidents. Uh, US Which are carriers. So anyway, um, uh, so anyway, as she's uh, deliberating there, we can go ahead and move on to the next thing. But um, she saw that it was a president uh, that the ship was named after, which means that it is a United States uh, aircraft carrier. Now, all that being said, bada bing, bada boom. I mean, we're talking about years, like something, as I recall, the Aurora uh, uh, vision was given, I think, in 2010. And then uh, hers came like, wow, six, seven, eight years later. So um, a huge confirmation on Kim Jong-un sinking a United States aircraft carrier uh, and then attacking South Korea. Now, whatever else he may do, it's anyone's guess, but that's what the Lord has decided to show us. So we have Nathan Liel getting a vision. We have the vision was given to um, Sister Barbara, confirming that it had the president's name on it, so it's a carrier. And then we had um, O'Rourke just calling it out and saying that it was a carrier. So we know that a carrier is going to be sunk by North Korea. When? Well, the way things are looking in the news, could be any time. Now, before I move on to the next little tidbit that's going to tie things together, I got uh, one of the listeners of the program. Now, she's a little bit intermittent because she has a really strange work schedule. Uh, but I'm going to play this for you. I find this fascinating. I just got word that uh, in Oregon, in Oregon news, um, the, um, on Fox 12 Now News, they have run a little special – and the name of the news uh, segment is Anniversary of Mega Cascadia Earthquake. Now, do you all think that that's a coinkydink? Do you think that's another Baron Trump coincidence? Or are we getting really close to that event? I don't know. I have a lot of friends out there. Everybody thinks it's only going to go up to I-5, but nobody really knows for sure. Anyway, I'm going to double-click on this and just see what it says, because I haven't heard it yet. If you slip on your side, oh, I bet you hate four, your pillow. And this three, is why. two, one. They might be a Skip. Here we go. Wow, it's a, it's a really long segment. Local. This is Fox 12 Now. First, live, local, this is Fox 12. You said that already. 
And hello, everyone. Welcome to Fox 12 Now. I'm Greg Nibbler. Of course, we live Greg Nibbler. every weekday at <laughs> 1 p.m. on our, app, on our website and on Facebook and YouTube covering a wide range of topics. And this is one, if you live in the Northwest, you know about it very well because it's always constantly looming. I'm talking about the big one, the earthquake that could happen. Well, it has happened before. And we're talking about the Cascadia subduction zone and the earthquake that, uh, well, that happened a while ago. We're coming up on the anniversary of it, actually. And uh, we're going to discuss all about that right now with the experts. That's what we get to do here on the show. We have Diego Melgar Makazuma from University of Oregon. Hello, Diego. Thank you very much for being here with us. Hi, Greg. Pleasure to be here. And, uh, you know, this is such a, it's an interesting topic. It's an important topic to learn about, but since we are talking about an anniversary, can we go ahead and, and get that the history anniversary. and the anniversary of what it is? Hmm. Sure. Um, it's been a long while. Uh, the anniversary of the earthquake, the last great earthquake that we had in our region, we are pretty um, convinced happened on January 26th, so that's coming up this Friday, of the year wow. 1700, Whoa. So 324 years ago. And it's a wonderful story of, of, of how we know that. It involves uh, geological clues here in our coastlines, but also historical documents from, from Japan that allow us to pin down almost to the hour when this last great magnitude 9 event happened. That's incredible to be able to cross-reference that much data, something geological and actually historical from across the entire ocean to line that up. Can you go into some more details on that? Sure. It, you're right. It is pretty remarkable. Not for many earthquakes, um, centuries in the past, are we able to, to do this. Um, the critical clues in our landscape, for those of um, your, your listeners and viewers tuning in from, from the coast, they, they notice uh, the ghost forests, spruce trees and cedar trees that have been drowned, um, and only their barks remain in uh, coastal Oregon, uh, Northern California, and Washington. We think that what happened is during the earthquake, we know this, we see this worldwide today, during the earthquake, the land drops about three to six feet. And so these coastal forests end up below the tide in salty water, and the trees don't like the salty water, and eventually they die. And centuries later, we can see them, we can date them using things like tree rings and carbon-14 and figure out, well, the only thing that can make entire forests um, die almost at the same time from California to Washington to BC is a great earthquake. And then there's evidence of the tsunami. We see tsunami sand deposits in the, in, in the geology here on our coastline. And then the nail in the coffin, so to speak, of the story are these historical accounts of what is now called the orphan tsunami in Japan. Um, the Japanese recorded in January 26th of 1700 a tsunami that came with no earthquake. They didn't feel uh, any shaking because the shaking happened thousands of miles away here in the Pacific Northwest. And so with a lot of modeling, we figured out it couldn't have been from Alaska, it couldn't have been from Chile or Mexico. That tsunami in Japan had to have come from right here in our backyard. Wow. So that's a nice, um, <clears throat> a nice interesting kawinky-dink of a January 26th, they're saying, of 1700. And we're only two days away from the anniversary. Now, <clears throat> am I saying that I think it's going to happen, you know, this Friday or whatever? Um, no, I don't think so. But talk about the hand of God if it does. You know what I'm saying? Because that would be mathematically infeasible from a um, probability standpoint. 
Praise God. Which would mean that people now there would still be those who wouldn't get it because they're following NAR and Seven Mountains mandate people and pillow prophets and everything that Wilkerson warned us about, and they're still going to say you know whatever they say and they'll never believe anything. Man convinced against as well as of the same opinion still. But I'm just here to tell you, talk about people like us. We would know is the hand of God because it would be the same date. <clears throat> that is an amazing possibility. I don't think that's going to be the case, but it could be. And I do know people live out there and who do watch, <clears throat> excuse me, the earthquake quake reports very closely because they're actually anticipating it to happen pretty soon. So um, that that fits very nicely. It kind of snaps right in to um, tonight's, to the mission of tonight's um, program in the sense that, you know, we want to be very in tune with the things that we're watching out for. We know about North Korea. We know about the sinking of an aircraft carrier. We got confirmations from multiple sources. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at the nuclear missiles exploding in Iran because that is next up on the probability list. Okay. All right. So let's go here and see nuclear, M-I-S-S-I-L-E-S, explode. And, and there we go. This, again, is uh, Dr. David O'Rourke. Uh, I think he's in Austria at this time. I do, know not, I do not know what the date is. Uh, a few years, quite a few years ago. And he's talking about uh, what he saw happen at the Fordow nuclear facility in Iran. And, folks, think about it. I just played for you uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor, uh, very concerned because they now have plutonium, not just enriched uranium, and it is his personal opinion that they are armed with a nuclear bomb. Okay, we also know that in the ceremony vision of 1979, she saw the, the – oh, by the way, the movie I was trying to remember is uh, The Knowing with Nicolas Cage. Knowing with Nicolas Cage. That At the very end of that, he goes to his father's house, who's a pastor, and his father, you know, and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? What are, you know, it's the very end. And, um, you know, Nicholas by this time already knows, you know, there's no running away from it. And his father's like a total peace with it. He's like, well, we're going home to Jesus, you know. And the uh, they did a fantastic um, scene in there of the first trumpet. You know, a third of the grass, a third of the trees burn. Absolutely perfect cinematography. It's the best ever for the first trumpet. All right, praise God for that. But anyway, let's go back to Dr. David O'Rourke and his vision, I believe spoken in Austria, I think, um, a few, several years ago, probably about 10 years, give or take, uh, about what he saw happening in Iran. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Here we go. Let me tell you about the war coming to Iran. I see two nuclear missiles strike a nuclear facility. Ich sehe zwei atomare missiles, die eine atomare facility treffen. And that facility is at the foot of a mountain in the desert. 
Und diese Fazilität ist am Fuß eines Berges in der Wüste. And it is in Iran. Und es ist in Iran. And the fire that comes Und, from there Und das Feuer, das daraus entsteht, is the most historic fire. ist das historischste Feuer, that the earth has ever lived to see. das die Erde jemals gesehen hat. Watch out. Pass auf. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, uh, and then, of course, to bring back uh, to, as a refresher to your memory, um, I'm going to go ahead and zoom in on this, and I'm going to read you the article. And it was just recently released. This was in cooperation with the current um, fake presidency. <clears throat> and this is the headline. Report. Israeli F-35s. So evidently we gave Israel some F-35s. Israeli F-35s penetrated Iranian airspace repeatedly during war drills. London-based Saudi news outlet says drones and mid-air refueling aircraft took part in exercises, managed to avoid Russian and Iranian sensors. This is amazing. Israeli F-35 stealth fighters penetrated Iranian airspace on multiple occasions in the last two months, a Saudi-run news outlet reported Wednesday, as Israel stepped up its rhetoric against the nascent agreement to revive the 2015 nuclear deal between Tehran and world powers. The, univer uh, the unverified report in London-based Elof said that the jet successfully evaded Russian and Iranian radar During the exercises, that's impressive, drones and mid-air refueling tankers were also reported to have participated in the massive drills. According to Elof, Israel and the United States also carried out secret exercises over the Red Sea, simulating a strike on, on Iran from the Red Sea in the air, seizing and the seizing of Iranian warships. Now, again, just to remind you, Sarah Manet said that the big event that she saw that led to lots of different countries launching nuclear devices, missiles. She saw Pakistan and India going at it. <clears throat> um, but that stuff didn't happen until Iran launched a nuclear-tipped missile from Libya into Israel's territory, into Israel. Okay, but it was from Iran. Now, now was, is that the first nuclear event that occurs? I do not know the answer to that. Do the F-35s, does Israel use the F-35s to take out the, the uh, Fordow facility first? In accordance with this historic fire that uh, Dr. David O'Rourke saw. When does that happen? What happens first? And you know what? Does it really matter? Because once we start seeing any of the things that we're talking about tonight, because the focus, the key point, there's a there's hundred other events that I could have spun my wheels on for tonight's program. But the goal of tonight's program was to help us all understand what are we looking for? What are we looking for? There is so much noise, so much stuff over the immigrants, so much 
back and forth happening between these reptilians in the in DC and uh it's very distracting and these entities these fallen angelic beings fallen seraphim they um <clears throat> they use uh they, they monitor everything that we do and they change the plan you know plan a plan b plan c okay you know well they're talking too much about this we're going to go and do this the point is it's a moving target you know and they, and they will change things slightly to throw people off their scent but they're masters at sleight of hand what does that mean sleight of hand is when you say look over there and everybody's heads turn over to the right because they want to see what everybody else is looking at over at the right. But while they're looking, the stuff that's really going to do them in is happening to their left, and they're not seeing it. That's a magician's trick known as sleight of hand. Right now, we have so many events so many upset lawmakers, so many upset countries, so many threats of war, NATO, Belarus, Ukraine, Russia, Iran, Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis. It never ends. Around and around and around it goes. I mean, my goodness, even a report for the Cascadia subduction event. You know, I mean, you can't get your arm around all of these things. This is exactly what the Antichrist said would be the perfect dynamic to occur, to throw everybody off. When nobody knows who to trust, where to turn to, what to pay attention to, all that kind of stuff, the Antichrist made it very clear that that is the perfect storm. For what? Taking over the world. World domination. Klaus Schwab's favorite topic. The establishment of 50-minute cities. FEMA camps. Giving people the mark of the beast. All these other things. The, the pandemic treaty. How do we know that the pandemic treaty isn't? <clears throat> Let me ask you this question. Here's, here's a good one for you. Maybe the covenant with many. And let's pretend just for a second that the covenant with many is a real deal in Daniel chapter 9. Okay, maybe that covenant with many is the pandemic treaty. Have you ever thought of that? Because that's going to change the whole world. And are they going to need that pandemic treaty to control the world once the Antichrist goes into full control? Nope. So he can easily break it as well. But anyway, who cares? We're just, you know, this is all hypothesis at this point. We do not know. What we do know is that the things that we're talking about tonight are eminent. Very, very, very eminent. So we've established from the very beginning of the program that Obama is beyond any shadow of a doubt the Antichrist. We know, we've known that forever. I mean, just basically since as long as the show's been going, I've known it since I was 10 years old. Um, I, you know, anyway, the, the point is the goal of the show was to focus on the things that we need to be watching for now because it, 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 you will go psycho. You'll go nuts. It'll drive you crazy. Your frustration will just bolt through the roof. It, it's very, very, very upsetting. It's hard enough for us to have to endure the burden associated with knowing that all of these things are about to occur. 
knowing that we're dealing with fallen seraphim that can manipulate mass, that are drinking adrenochrome, satanic symbolism everywhere, all of these horrible things while we're desperately trying to get somebody in the church's attention because they're too busy listening to pillow prophets and people that are part of the Seven Mountains garbage. It is a very frustrating place to be where we are right now, and it is vitally important that we have a pretty good idea of what we're looking for. Because it, for, for, for if for no other reason at all, it will keep you calm. It will keep you, as the, as the Bible calls it, nepho, which means level-headed. They translate it into the word sober. It's in 1 Thessalonians 5, Titus 2.2, 2, 1 Peter 1.13, and 1 Peter 5.8. N-E-P-H-O, level-headed, sober. Keep you level-headed, keep you excited, keep you on the edge of the chair, and you know what you're looking for. We, we we got our list. Okay, so this is very, very important for us to be able to embrace these things. Now, of course, we have some prophecies that talk about treacherous times. It says a lot of my people will die, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, we know that, that that's pretty much, you know, a given thing. Um, now, you know, do and we also know about all the alien stuff, all the fallen angel stuff. Okay, now, you know, we don't really have to worry about the trillions of life forms in the in the galaxies. We don't have to worry about the uh, uh, the uh, the portal in the Orion Nebula uh, that um, that uh, is spoken of in the Bible, where God says in the Book of Job, "Can you loose the belts of Orion? Can you guide the sons of Arcturus?" I just don't understand how people miss that stuff. But we are in the the way you want to look at it is that our hologram that we're trapped in right now, and we are, it's not a prison planet, it's a prison parsec of the universe. We're trapped here. This is a hologram. Okay? And the fallen angelic beings know how to manipulate the mass. And they know how to manipulate the mass. And that's why they can shapeshift and do all this other creepy stuff that they do. But they need the adrenochrome for the power, or they need to steal the answers to your prayers or other Christians' prayers and use that power. But one way or the other, they've got to get power from God to have enough power to be able to do the evil things that they're doing, which is why I can play you an audio clip of a lawmaker yelling at the top of his lungs, 85,000 children are missing at the at the border! 85,000. Yep. I mean, the Grammys. Are you kidding me? Bloody baby strapped in a, in a Satan figure in the center. And then it says brought to you by Pfizer. They're estimating over 17 million people have died, and that's only the documented cases from this COVID thing. And now there's a whole bunch of new people coming out and going, I don't even think there was a COVID. And I'm like going, oh, brother, here we go again. But anyway, you know, just grab a shrimp fork, rip out your spleen, you'll feel much better. <clears throat> but anyway, praise God, thank you, Jesus. When you look at what's going on in the Middle East, What's going on? You know, they, you know that they want to go go after Iran. We already know that. We know that uh, 
World War III includes uh, Ezekiel 38, Ezekiel 39. We know that the great earthquake of the sixth seal, and there will be a great earthquake, Revelation 12, I'm sorry, 6, verse 12, there will be a great earthquake. Well, that same great earthquake is in Ezekiel 38, I believe it's verse 19. And and it sounds like the earthquake is happening in Israel, but if you keep on reading, it tells you that it's happening worldwide. That's when the earth turns to and fro like a drunkard out of Isaiah 24. Okay, we, we um, wow, I mean, the day of the Lord is right in the middle of the sixth seal. That's when the three days of darkness occurs. The fig tree shaken like a, the stars falling from the sky, uh, like a fig tree shaken by a mighty, mighty wind. <laughs> Those are alien beings being sent, fl- thrown down to the earth. That is when God casts Satan out of heaven, shoves, throws him down to the earth, and uh, a whole bunch of these... Otherworldly being entities come here. God, look, Isaiah uh, 13 explicitly talks about our Heavenly Father sending aliens to the earth from another part of the heaven. It says it right there. It's as clear as a bell. I don't know how anybody could misinterpret this. But you know what? Most people do. It's actually very, very sad. A second... Hold on a second. Isaiah, there it is, 13. Lift up a banner on the high mountain. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger. Those who rejoice in my exaltation. The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like like that of many people. A tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of the nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the army for battle. They come from a far country, from the end of the heavens. The Lord and his weapons of indignation to destroy the whole land. And if you read down a little further, it says they're going to ravage your wives and chop your children into pieces. And that lines up with Isaiah 26, uh, 20. Go into your chambers for a little while until the indignation has passed. Padre Pio, in his vision of the uh, three days of darkness, talked about evil angels outside and not to open the windows and look out. Hmm. But right now, based upon everything that's happening around us, be careful of the sleight of hand. It's not that it's not interesting. It's not that it's not relevant. It's not that it's not part of the story because it is. But be careful of the sleight of hand. Because what we talked about tonight, those are the big ones. Those are the Super Bowl. Those are the championship games right there. This is what we're looking for. North Korea, an Iranian nuclear missile shot into Iran. We know they're going to 
launch a couple of tactical nukes from F-35s, obviously, uh, at the Fort Dow facility in Iran. We don't know when, but, we're, but we know they're practicing, don't we? And they're practicing successfully, don't, don't we? We know that. Look what's going on over there, folks. It's a tinderbox. This country is a tinderbox. France is a tinderbox. Antwerp is a tinderbox. Every country in the world, with the exception of maybe Russia, of all the places that Snowden could have picked to go, boy, did he luck out there. Although, I will say this, when we had Michael Mullen, the uh, author of the book um, War of the Angels, um, uh, he was on the program with us, and um, he was taken to the throne room during the final nuclear war, the global thermonuclear war event. And we asked him, was there any damage sustained in Russia? And he said, yes. 60% 60% loss. So evidently our subs respond according to protocol. Mutually assured destruction. So this has been a blessing. I praise God for this program. It has refreshed my memory of things that are very, very relevant. It isn't that there aren't, like I said, it isn't like that there isn't another two dozen things we could have talked about them. But when it comes down to touching upon, confirming, playing prophecies, all that associated with what the top events are that we need to be watching out for right now, we did it. Praise God. It's a little miracle. Thank you, Jesus. But we did it. All right. Tuck all of these things away. Keep on watching because the dynamics are such that it's going to explode any minute now. We just don't know who's going to pull the trigger first. Right now, it's looking an awful lot like Kim Jong-un. God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you Friday night at 7 p.m. for the Friday night prayer vigil, Lord willing. Thank you. And, and if any of you have been having troubles, just remember, shut your browser all the way down, close it, and then open it up again or try a different browser. And then you will you should be able to listen to the live stream for the prayer vigil. So God bless you all. We'll see you, Lord willing, 7 p.m. for the prayer vigil this Friday. God bless you all.
I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. 